1: getting a new vehicle can be stressful but not at lake elsinore chrysler dodge jeep and ram that's where surfers go inland to purchase their new and used vehicles otis mineral glass eyewear born on the rugged
0: surf rich coast of western australia they create sunglasses that look good last the distance and complement an eclectic lifestyle mineral glass lenses environmentally friendly scratch resistant with perfect clarity.
1: Otis Eco Acetate is made from resources widely found in nature like cotton seeds and plant matter using natural non-fossil fuel binders. That means the acetate part of our frames is non-toxic, recyclable, and certified biodegradable. Otis, Otis. glasses, Glass beautiful. beautiful. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful riding, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at inherentbummer.com. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com Surfa CBD, grown by surfers for surfers to help you maintenance your body after a lifetime of surfing. Follow us on Instagram at surfa.com s-e-r-f-a c-b-d use promo code late night with chalky at checkout for 20% off surfacbd.com wave key is the world's most comprehensive land-based sensory surf discipline the brainchild of former number one surfer brad Gerlach, wave keys martial art like focus on slow precise land-based movements embed powerful surfing patterns and fundamental technique for surfers of all levels wave key is a land-based program allowing you to achieve a heightened focus on the movements as you practice the effects of this are amplified when the practice begins to subliminally emerge in your surfing it takes time for this to happen but when it does your surfing improves dramatically. Brad Gerlach is front and center in all aspects of the unique WaveKey course, presenting recorded videos, live session videos, Q's and A's, and insightful expert notes. Nuggets of gold that you simply won't find anywhere else. WaveKey, for the love of surfing. Friends and family, Brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Our
0: guest this week, former pro surfer, him and his brother Aaron were making surf movies back in the 90s when traveling the world on the WQS tour. Fast forward to 2015 on a personal quest to dial in his surfboard and fin equipment to improve his surfing and better understand all the new innovations in construction technologies. This guy has killed it. He created a YouTube channel called Surf and Show website. I don't know what else he's got going on, but we're going to find out where he breaks down and gives great feedback on shapes, construction, fin designs, and you name it from all the best surfers, uh, all the best shapers. We welcome Noel Sal. He doesn't really have a nickname, but we go short Salas. Thanks, Noel. Appreciate you coming on the show and congrats on on your success with uh, Surf and Show. Yeah, i'm fired up i mean yeah. um back in the 90s you talk about being on the qs jay and i spent some time
2: together in hawaii so yes when uh you guys reached out and talked about you know jumping on the podcast and stuff uh, I, I couldn't be more stoked to yeah. um hear kind of like what you guys are doing and then yeah we we love talking about surfboards we like talking about surfing and our what we're passionate about and just helping surfers in general and that's kind of how we started yeah. so hey thanks for having me on the show guys yeah we're yeah. stoked to
1: have you you uh have carved a little niche you know in in keeping the dream alive and yeah we always you know love to hear how how that unfolded you sure. know yeah and you're always a lowers dude and i
0: i mean we we grew up and, and we're gonna get to this but we grew up on you know a single short board fixed fins you know glass ons mm-hmm. you know and and um to stay you know to stay on top of your game and 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 your surf you know like stoke, but you know your your ability to you know shred whatever is out there i mean the the game has changed you know all the different equipment and you know to to give that feedback and breakdown on what you do is awesome and yeah i'm excited to hear more about it for
1: sure it's it's crazy because you know we talk about this all the time how how the world has changed you know before it would be magazines and video right yeah, yeah. there was no internet there was no YouTube. social media sure yeah there's no social media so you know guys like you guys like us we've had to adapt to to the here and now right. and it's awesome to see you know someone like you utilize those you know new inventions but before hmm. we get into that let's start at the beginning where did you find surfing that's a good question. So, I remember being pushed into whitewash
2: um, in the South Bay. So, my, wow. my parents have been hairdressers since before I was born.
1: Crazy. And
2: um, my brother and I have always loved the beach. My dad had a salon between Avenue C and D and Redondo Beach. And so, I'd go with them to work and we'd go surf every day. But my Uncle Derek, who's Hawaiian, he pushed me on my first wave probably when I was roughly nine and a half, ten years old. And I just got so hooked. So, a know? little
1: late... A little late, right?
2: Yeah. Did, I mean, you, did you guys
1: live by the beach or just
2: the salons? Just salon the salons by the beach okay. and my dad would go and I would go with him every chance I got and I left all my surf equipment at the salon Yeah. in this little back part. and Your clubhouse. Yeah, basically. <laughs> where, I where was home? Home was in Torrance, by kind of by Torrance High School. Okay. Yeah, and so we would jump in the car or I'd catch a bus or I'd ride my bike or my skateboard to the salon, get my surf stuff and walk a block or two to the beach. And I'd just surf all day.
0: Wait, were you boogie boarding or just beach? Would your like, like family, like a beach family, Everything. like hanging
2: out? we body surf yeah. together. We'd, you know, we'd get into the big Avenue c and D. A lot of closeouts. So we'd get boards. Yeah. And we would just pulling the huge closeouts. And we just didn't care. We just wanted to be in the be- in the water and riding some sort of wave. And we didn't care what the craft was.
0: No.
1: Really. Okay. What's, what beach was it again? Hermosa uh, or Redondo? Re- Redondo of Avenues. Yeah. Okay.
0: Farns yeah.
2: burnouts in the avenues, yeah. Avenues, topaz, sapphire. We'd get down to Redondo Beach breakwall when it wasn't too big and the Lurson brothers weren't um policing us too hard. Yeah, right. <laughs> we were just little kids, so
0: you know, but you knew all the hot spots and we knew you the know, hot spots. You knew that was the, the graduating like wave once you once you knew how to like right. rip. And in the summertime, we'd head down, surf
2: uh, Malibu and Leo Carrillo and County Line. We would try and get. Up the coast to get to some point breaks and start really working on surfing, yeah. you know, because the avenues were such a quick, short beach break. And, now, is you, your j- brother yeah. younger or older? Or? My brother's 18 months older. Oh, that's
1: it? Yeah. So you guys are just like thick as thieves. Yep. Yeah. Best friends for sure. That's awesome. Fought a bunch growing up. Yeah. 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 But
0: yeah. And your uncle surfed. My uncle
2: surfed. He worked for um, Delta Airlines. Cool. So he was a surfer that lived in the South Bay, and he pushed me in a couple waves, took me surfing every now and then, and my dad would take me surfing. And it was just history from there. Nice. We, did your dad surf too? or My dad rode along board, yeah. Sick. So we'd get out there yeah. and surf before church or whatever. I remember doing that as a kid, just always trying to get out there and have some something in the yeah. ocean three or four days a week. Try.
0: Yeah. I wonder why the... No, not too many surfers were in the airline industry. You know? You don't see too many. Like, what a great job. You know, speaking yeah, of yeah. your your uncle surfed and he, you know, worked for Delta. That, I mean. And he you said he's Hawaiian? You he's could, Hawaiian, yeah. I mean,
1: mm-hmm. I just yeah, thought, to, like, To wow, be able are, to go to Hawaii, back, just, I mean, on a buddy pass or. Yeah, yeah they get all kinds of perks like free. that. I know
0: they get a grind and they don't make a lot of money at first. And you got to kind of put your time in or right. unless you're a pilot. But sure. just that, that perk of, of
1: traveling would be awesome yeah, for a surfer. Yeah. So, you, you talked about going to different spots, but gosh, man, that stretch of beach, you hardly got good waves. Like you said, it's it's mostly... We needed windswell.
2: We needed weird uh, w- um, swell directions. Um, it was heavily localized. So some of the best spots like Haggerty's, the Cove, yeah. Indicator, any of that stuff in there was just hands no, off. No. Yeah. You just don't go there. And when we were kids... And I was surfing 10, 13 years old, 14, 15. You got punched in the face.
0: Yeah. closing yeah. was gnarly back then. It was the gnarly
2: back then. I'm not saying there isn't spots that are like that now. Yeah. But, you know, surfing's changed a ton. Yeah. And I think for the better, yeah. you know, for sure. It, it, as a as a grom, being punched in the face or grabbed or thrown out or whatever. Yeah. It was a nightmare, man.
0: Even yeah. if you had stickers or, or an airspray. Like, you got clowned. Like, if you had, sure. like, color on your board or, like, stickers. Yeah. Like, they, it was just that old school mentality of, like...
1: Black you're you're exploiting our sport, and you're,
0: you know, you're gonna tell people about my spot, and there's this. They were so narrow-minded, yeah. but oh, you they'd, know. They'd really hate me now. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> right. So so, so um, what was your first surfboard?
2: Uh, first surfboard was a Kanoa Laser Zap. No way. What? That Laser. was my first board. So it looked like the Shane Haran butt tail. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of really big um, really unproportioned I, I mean it had such thick boxy rails it had a flat deck yeah and it was just hard for me to turn but it was a thruster and i could not be happier went really wow. fast
0: but didn't want to turn didn't want to turn yeah <laughs> and i was okay
2: with it a shane haran thruster though it was kind of well that's the laser zap kind of tail yeah. but it Big was some tail yeah like... it was kind of shaped by some guys in pals Verdi at the time yeah and my uncle Derek, the hawaiian guy gave it to me
1: no way yeah Canoa uh, was Mike Barella and Mike Benavides, something like Sounds that. Sounds right. Yeah. 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 So you grew, you pretty much grew up in that scene.
2: Yeah, until I was about 15, and then we moved
1: to Carlsbad area. No way. Yeah. Your parents moved their salon? or They
2: sold the salon, okay. and my dad started doing real estate, and we headed to actually Vista for my junior, senior year. I, I graduated from Rancho Buena Vista High School. And then we moved to Carlsbad shortly thereafter and just surfed Oceanside Harbor, the pier, Carlsbad, and all of the same danger. Oh, yeah. I mean, talk about... Now we have... Surf 365? It's just any in all kinds of different waves to surf, and it was catching all kinds of different swell direction, and it was way more consistent compared yeah. to South Bay. Isn't it funny,
1: like, when, when you are surfing shitty waves and it gets good, you're like, damn, it's good today. Right. And then you go on a random day to somewhere like Oceanside or Malibu, and you see a wave that's, you know, it's a te- hundred times better right. than what you usually surf. Right. But for that day at that spot, it could be mediocre, mediocre but guessed, yeah. it's a hundred times better. Yep. And you're just like, wow! I-, I wish, you know,
0: I could surf here every day.
1: I wish I lived here. You know, yeah. I wish I could surf here all the time. Right. But it's funny how how like content you are, Wh- whatever conditions you have, you're content because you're surfing. Yeah, <laughs> true of that.
2: You know, South Bay was was tough. It was tough to um, think that you could try and get on tour if yeah. that was your home base for a, um, the greater part of your younger life. Yeah. But uh, Greg Browning did it. Yeah. There's there's some been some great surfers that yeah. came out of the South Bay that just destroyed. Yeah. That, you know,
1: yeah. we we've had Greg Browning on, Jeeves yeah. on, but. You know, when you think about the that pedigree of surfing from the South Bay, it's not as populated, you know sure, what I mean? Sure, sure. Because, you know, Frohoff, Ted Robinson, yep. Ke- Kelly Gibson in South Bay? Uh, that might have been before yeah. My, yeah. my time knowing I, that. You one. know, but there isn't a hell of a lot of South Bay yeah. world tour WQS surfers. Yeah. right. Yeah. right. And it's weird because it's got such
0: rich culture and within surfing and you know some of the pi- you know the pioneers from the yeah. early days and sure. that was their stomping ground and that's yep. where you know it was so influential for so long and yeah. it still is i mean you know there's it, iconic shops have been around forever there sure yeah. sure but yeah the the waves you know just like in anywhere everybody have different times of year it has its moments you know yeah. you look at santa barbara it's like dude it's flat there like three quarters of the year you yeah. know you right. have to travel an hour South or an hour north, you know, yeah, and look boat. where that produced, yep, you know. Yep. You just have Curran. to, <laughs> yeah. you, well, I mean, the, the, yeah, Kearns and Bobby, Bobby and, and Dane Punch and Malloy's yeah. and you know, the list goes, you know, long and deep, deep there. Yeah.
1: But So did you start surfing uh, contests? Um, not till I got to
2: Carlsbad area. I did a couple in L.A., like some local um, surf shop stuff at like Manhattan Beach Pier yeah we used to hang out at Becker and ET surf a bunch nice and uh, I remember that stuff and I remember Dennis Jarvis's shop driving by it all the time when I was a kid just always looking at his boards and stuff and
1: only social media platform for all sports fans start or join ongoing conversations watch games together react to the biggest news rumors and games all you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS app store create a profile link your twitter and join any league or group you want and follow us at late night with chalky to be notified when our room goes live spotify green room yeah is this so we did a little bit up there in the, LA County did you ever get sponsored in LA? In
2: LA I i didn't really have any sponsors it didn't happen until I was I came down to Carlsbad area huh. and um surfing the harbor all the time it was A good place to meet people, and you know, it it would seem like Taylor Knox, Mike Lambrezy, a bunch of pros were always down there surfing. So you were more, I was better exposed to better surfing. um, Able to talk to Mike Lambrezy, and and um, guys would come that are in the industry would come and see. People surfing good and then would strike up conversation, do you have any yeah. sponsors? And that's kind of how it started for me.
0: Isn't that sure. in- interesting? When when you're surfing with high caliber, it definitely like makes you up your game for yeah. sure. Versus I mean, we interviewed Xanadu a few weeks ago and he surfed all by himself. He didn't even know how to go backside. He yeah. just thought he, he went was, he switched, he switched but He just went regular, you know, front side goofy, front side regular, and that's how he learned how to surf because he didn't have that exposure to watch. You know, which is freaking crazy, That's but yeah. you, you know, you, you know, you see. And, but I'm, I'm and those surprised guys are though
1: you didn't get sponsored because you had to been surfing pretty good. at I
2: was probably 13. pretty decent. You know, South Bay the waves are quick; they close out a lot, so you don't spend a lot of time on your feet. Yeah, and I feel like I got the best part of my surfing when I was living in the South Bay, is going up to Malibu and Leo Korea and some of those point breaks up there. more often just so I could get four or five turns and even fill out a board
1: for crying out loud you know so who who were the guys were you you looking up to uh at that time um I think
2: the Brewer brothers
1: oh yeah were um
2: they were pretty the Brewer brothers are two twins blonde hair guys yeah I haven't heard of the name in a long time I haven't even said that name in a long time but there were two guys that um being on the surf team at Redondo That everybody knew who those guys were. And it wasn't until we moved here that I even heard the name Rob Machado. Wow. When I saw Rob Surf the first time, I think it was at 56th Street. I was like, yeah, I was like, whoa, that guy is like, I've never seen anybody so smooth and like it looks so effortless. Yeah. Yeah. Lightning. And then it really put me into perspective of where I was in the category of how good I was. I was like, this is going to be a hard task to like go up to that level because I had a great appreciation for. Beautiful surfing, yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. What
0: was like your? You go down to Carlsbad, and and now you you have your you're in a mecca of surf. There's a lot of shapers. What what like where did you gravitate with like surf shop and surf shaper? So surf shop
2: was Surf Ride, okay, um, and then shaper. As soon as I got sponsored by Surf Ride, I linked up with Channel Islands at oh, Santa wow. Barbara because it was kind of like a collaboration shop slash. Yeah. Okay, this is a guy that the shopping like they respected me out of for oceanside and carlsbad that area yeah and they're like we'd love for you to get on the shop but we kind of want to tie you into a brand and i was already talking to ci at the at that time and um it just seemed to fit good it started with brian at sunset in encinitas and then it went straight to surf ride and tied it in there and then i ended up working for the shop for a while getting to know bill and richard bernard real well cool. the <laughs> shop owners and um Yeah, that's kind of where it really started. There was a guy named Skip that saw me out at the harbor that said he was repping for CI and Quicksilver Wetsuits at the time. Huh. And he's the one that got me on both those sponsors right away. Huh. Just one day surfing at, 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 at the harbor. At around 15 years old? I was probably, I was driving, so I was probably, well, actually, I think that was probably when I was about 19. Oh, wow. 20. Okay. So the Bud Tour was still going on. Yeah. And that's kind of my my launch into it. But Lambrezy coached me for a while, How
1: and cool. then it kind of just took off from there. Yeah. So you didn't do too much amateur surfing. I
2: did a little bit of uh, NSSA. Um. What's the WSA? The NSSA that there was two different ones. There's Explore like, and Open. Explore and Open. So right. I did more Explorer. Yeah. And the Open was a little bit harder. That I remember. And um, surfed against guys like Mike Voss, um, some of the guys that were on the net, Banning Caps. Yeah. They were on the Chris and Brett Struthers. For they sure. were on the national team. Yeah. And I remember those guys and losing to them often. <laughs> and then <when laughs> They were I- good competitors. Yeah. And then when I started training with Lambreezy, um, it wasn't until shortly thereafter, working on bottom turns and cutbacks, that he's like, it's up to you what you want to do now. So... And then it just started surfing the Bud Tour because it yeah. just seemed like it was the appropriate thing to do for my age. Yeah.
0: Can can we just pause there for a sec? You talked about you know getting coached and learning proper bottom turns and, and proper cutbacks. Like, you know, two not critical moves, but they are the most some of the most critical moves. Yeah. You know it, that that they're, you need to. they the move before yeah. the move. They're, they're yeah. the setup. Yeah. Or you know the transition yeah. or whatever because I think that gets overlooked a lot and sure. you know i i was P- peter towns and pt was our junior high surf coach mm. and that was the f- one thing that he taught us first thing mm. like learn to bottom turn right. learn to like come off the bottom and get up into the pocket you know yep. don't I'm race definitely. down the line don't even look down the line and it, you know like and it's just that it always stuck with me right because once you figure that out and you're like wow that's how you you get speed not right. gyrating down the middle of the wave,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know? Like, Why do you he, look at me
1: when you say that? Yeah. <laughs> Linden just goes down
0: as fast as he can into the wave and does the old school, like, cutback. No. Um But, no, I mean, so Lambrizi was instrumental on, like... Huge. ...giving yeah. you... Huge. ...like, Huge. contest tips or just improving style and surf technique? I think it like, was both. I did, he'd already won three... He had five. Eight. He had five U.S. championships at the time when
2: he started working with me. Wow. And... I was into reverses, three sixties. I was doing airs because I was skateboarding a lot, a lot of vert, yeah. and a lot of like any kind of bowl, something that we could find, or even like yeah. you know the ditches. We would skate ditches, and we were always doing big grinds and trying to do airs. And
0: yeah, and, like, no. <laughs>
2: and and so when I started to surf, and he he agreed to coaching me, he's like, hey, you just I don't want to hear any back talk or any questions because when you do, it's I'm done. Yeah. And we were shooting video all the time. Yeah. And so Taylor and Mike were surfing together a lot. Taylor Knox. Taylor Knox, yeah. yeah, And I started joining those guys in the sessions, and we were videoing everything. So I'd get home and get to go watch it with Mike, and Mike would critique everything. And then I had one where he's like, okay, for a certain duration of time, I don't know if it was like 30 or 60 days, it was bottom turns, cutbacks, and floaters and snaps, and that's it. He goes, if I see any reverses or if I see any errors at all on video, I'm done. (laughs) That's so awesome. Dude, it was so hardcore for me. So in in the end, (laughs) it was like, yeah, the next. Well, Mr.
1: Miyagi. Yeah, yeah.
2: So that 30 days was great. And I really felt like Mike's coaching really pushed me into great habits. Yeah. You know, learning how to use the rail to generate speed instead of gyrating. You know, like. Compressing extending super important, but learning how to push through turns to gain speed wasn't really a concept of mine. It was more or less stay high, get as much speed, and try something radical. Yeah, And I still feel like that's where the youth is today. Yeah, And what ended up happening to me is at the end of a wave, I would try and get a break free and do a big tail side or I'd go for an arrow reverse. And I actually pulled one, and I, I would probably would have given myself at the time on the QS standard of... Judging, I would say that was probably an eight. And I was so excited. That was like my best move ever. And he's like, and then my brother's like, Bro, that was sick. (laughs) And Mike goes, You do that again, and I'm done. (laughs) I was like, So we continued on for another 30, 60 days after that first 30. And I felt like at some point it made me a solid competitive surfer, like on my rails. But I kind of felt like I lost the edge to be creative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was almost like it was a tipping point where now I get to an end section and I want to do a big layback gash where I'm sitting that heel side rail in or I'm doing a two-turn combo where I'm doing a roundhouse off that and blasting this side, which I love both. Yeah. But it kind of messed me up with I lost my my ability to timing the errors and all that stuff, and I never went back to surfing more creatively and getting into tricks. I kind of just stayed really. Yeah. So, but it was good for me. Yeah. I'm super happy. Like where I'm at in my surfing today, yeah. I couldn't be happier. Thank you, Mike Lambresi. You yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Because, you know, you could only do, you know, the tricks for so long. I mean, it's either you, you're going to get injured or just, you know, there's going to be somebody, you know, doing it bigger and harder and higher, which is always the case, sure. you know? Sure. But fundamentals, you know, like... You still use it till today, right? You yeah. know, top it was turn, cut back. You yeah. know, like using and maximizing the way of getting speed. You know, it's not like you're. You know, I don't know how old you said you're forty or something, mm-hmm. but yeah. I don't. I don't look to go do yours.
1: <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I just want to go do some good turns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had Slam Breezy on the show a while ago. Oh, he was talking because you know he was a boogie boarder, right? Right, and then he was exceptionally well at boogie boarding and right. won you know contests and stuff. Sure. And then got into surfing and then uh, he was telling us how he got videotaped for the first time and watched it and he said, I am horrible. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. He was like, Man, I can't believe I surfed that bad.
0: But I wanna give I wanna give him credit. He he wasn't just a boogie boarder, he was doing both. Like he right. was making yeah. money. Yeah, he was making money yeah. on the boogie side. Right. And he's like, but, Why not? But yeah, he was he was gyrating to where he was like really bummed out on his style and sure, yeah. and it was because he went and surfed with some, again, just like you, you know, relocating and now he's around these international like surfers and he saw like how fast they're going in their arms and, you know, he just really took note of it and made it a mission to, you know, yeah. smooth out style and right. look That's at it sick. now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so
2: you started surfing PSWAs. Yep. Yep. Started surfing that and, um...
1: When Who's that, your sponsors? Sorry,
2: yeah. I think China back Island's. then it was CI Gotcha. Oh, you uh, went to Gotcha. I went to Gotcha. Worked with Crickshank. Um, nice. Never made a penny from any of the clothing companies. <laughs> Just saying, straight up. Like, yeah. Never made a penny. Now got got some financial backing from Surfride, Spy Optics, and there was a couple of sponsors here and there that helped pay. And every penny I had would be to go to the next contest, but tour yeah. or, or QS event, Japan, anything like that. And when the Bud Tour died off, it was really hard. You had yeah. to make some serious commitment to get out on the QS and travel, go yeah. to New Zealand, Australia, Brazil, you know, Argentina, and and really try and go for it. And then at some point, you know, through the year, at two thirds, it's like if I didn't have any good solid points, we weren't going to Europe. Yeah, because you know, it was so,
1: pointless. Crickshank was a team captain then. Team he manager? was a team manager
2: at the time when I, he was when there was Gotcha and MCD, mm-hmm. and then I went over to Rip Curl. <laughs> And um, Rip Curl was was tough also, you know. Poncho Sullivan was huge. Uh, Nathan Hedge was coming into, into play. And then you had... Kern
1: was on uh, The Search. And yeah. all that stuff was going on, which was yeah. all super fun. Well, it's a trip now that, you know, we're talking about it. And during that time, it was the early 90s, mid-90s? I'd say mid-90s. mid-90s. Yeah, mid-90s. And surfing was, was pretty big. Yeah. And, and, I mean, it was you know, almost at the height of the boom of the surf industry, sure. right? The the Bud Tour might have been waning, but surf brands were freaking blowing uh. up. And, uh, you know, back then, you had World Tour guy, a tier of different type of sure. pro surfing, sure. right? And you fit kind of like below the, the high marquee, your Tom Currens, your Poncho Sullivans. Oh, sure. Yeah, but you could still kind of scrape by and make a living out of it Yeah, i don't feel like that's changed much yeah no and, and it's it, changed
0: it, a lot and i think yeah i think there it's even worse off now sure yeah because of the the brands had budgets where you know like you said you mentioned you're surfing with the the rep that you know saw you surfing oceanside and mm-hmm. you know like oh this guy rips and oh you're a part of surf ride and whatever let's get this guy hooked up and those those little influential guys in that region, you know, like the companies did a really good job back then, back of, then yeah. of having that tiered system like home, Linden home said. Mm-hmm. Hometown
1: heroes or local heroes. Yeah, sure. you know, it
0: helped support the shops. Like, hey, you know, it, it works full circle. Like, yeah. we're trying to drive sales. We're going to sponsor this ripper in your your town. And it just, it's a, you know, you got that. And then you had the domestic kind of guy. Maybe he got photos and maybe he was in videos and maybe he did some contests. Because right. there wasn't really free surfing that right. that was yeah. that hasn't really taken off at that yeah, time. True, true. And then you had the, you know, the competitors. Yeah. So Rip know? curl
2: and Channel Islands then. It was rib curl. Uh, when I was when I left CI, I went to Xanadu. Oh, Xanadu. Xanadu. And Xanadu never shaped me a bad board. Yeah. There oh. was a few. There was a couple magic boards, and I'd say that every board worked if I spent a little bit of time on it, and I can't say
0: that to be true about every board brand that I rode for when yeah. I was on tour. So I've, how, ha- I've had did... that experience, too, with people questioning, like, well, why are you riding that board? I go, because every time I order them, and I don't have to sit there and change a bunch of things, I just get a board, and it works. Right. Yeah. And I get a board, and it works. So, like, what am I, you know? Yep. How did you connect with Xanadu? Through
2: the shop, or? No, I saw Gerlach ripping on them. I saw Lisa Anderson ripping on them. I've always, I was always attracted to... Xanadu's and CI's as a kid in the shops. There was something about the three hexagons on the nose with the CI boards. Mm-hmm. And then the Xanadu X with a little shaving in the nose. Yeah. I just liked that so much. Yeah. As a kid, I just wanted that. That's I just funny. remember wanting that. I was so drawn to his boards. They had such a unique high performance look to them that I wanted to ride for him so bad. And I was hanging out with Dean Randazzo at the time. And Dean would occasionally get boards shaped from Xanadu, the Jersey Devil, and yeah. And him and I would switch boards at times because we were riding roughly the same volume on our high performance short boards. And I got on one of his and I'm like, "This feels pretty good." Yeah. So I reached out to Xanadu and Xanadu, and I just started working together. And that's who I was writing for um, at the end before I how funny before I stopped surfing With on this tour.
0: Deadly fin template. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: That thing was gnarly. Yeah, we,
0: we had him on the.
1: Show yeah. a couple weeks ago, and you know, I, I used to work at Huntington Surfing Sport and did the board room and sure, did the sure. buying. And I remember you know meeting him for the first time and how how trippy the guy was yeah. and how you know not your s- typical looking surfer guy,
0: like, you know. Like, yeah, full. and not your typical Brazilian. No, either.
1: right, right. Like super humble, super quiet, super mellow. Yeah, and um, but you know. We hadn't connected in a long time and uh, Garth Tarlow connected us. Yeah. And we finally went and, and got to sit down with him and learning his background and how he, you know, got into surfing and how he traveled the world. Yeah. You know, and and that he comes from wealth. Right. You would never have known sure. any of that. Yeah. And it's it's mind-blowing how cool that dude is. Yeah. Well,
0: that and just how creative. And like you said, his his boards were appealing. and They were different and unique, but they, they worked. They, you know, like yeah. obviously, you know, people... I just ordered one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Xander, he's, uh, he's he's in my book, he's, he's top five. Yeah. yeah. He could even be... Well, we'll just leave it at top five. I haven't ridden his stuff in a long time. Yeah. But like I said, there was never a time when he gave me a board and it didn't work.
1: Yeah. So how long did you
2: grind it out on the tour? I don't know, maybe like four or five years, and then probably about the sixth year, I kind of after Huntington, I put a lot of pressure on myself. At the U.S. Open, I just said if I don't do good here, I'm done. Because at that time, I was dating my wife for like three and a half years, mm-hmm. and I wanted to get married. And you can only not make money for so long. Yeah, and yeah. You, As you grow up, it's like you want to start life. You know. Did, did you
1: have some notable results? Or
2: I had, um, I had a semifinal at the Caton. I lost
1: to, it was Sonny
2: Garcia, Richie Collins, Banning Caps, and myself in the semi. And Banning and Richie got through, and Sonny almost beat me up out in the water. (laughs) Yeah, sounds right. Sonny was so gnarly. He was such a gnarly competitor. (laughs) It was my right. It came right to me, and it was a heat winner. And he's just going left, and Richie was on the other side. And him and I had already negotiated that, and Sonny just wanted to come in and wreck it. And it was so, it was right at the start of the heat, like the first like 30 seconds. And I'm thinking, Uh, I don't care if I'm right or wrong, I can't get an interference right off the bat. This is semis. It's like, so I pulled back, he pulled back, Richie got, probably it was one of his top three waves because it was back, that's three back then. And Banning was down the beach just destroying these little lefts and he ended up winning the heat. So. And Sonny and I packed it up, and I thought, man, you know what? I should have just took a punch in the face, <laughs> because that would have been my first final ever in like a QS event. Yeah, it was uh, like
0: a maybe at what a one thousand. It was a one star back in the day. Yeah, but because of the team format in, in, in inside the you know part of the event, it brought in all the best guys. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, like I mean, the challenge was amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. they can. Like Slater, yeah. Machado, like I mean, I mean, from Dino to Parson, you, Pat, I mean, you go down the list and it was always a big, it was a, a big draw, packed, like because yeah. yeah. it was fun,
1: yeah, it was super fun. It's and, crazy how how some people want it more than others, right? Right, like Sonny and Richie was that dude was a fierce competitor too, yeah. right? Oh yeah,
2: Richie was nuts. He, he, Todd he, Miller was crazy good. Yeah, was yeah. he crazy? Yeah, I mean yeah. he wasn't he wasn't like fight, but it he was in your really face. Really competitive, yeah. Yeah, Giddings was in. He was yeah. super competitive. I, I surfed against those guys a lot. Yeah, and then um, went to Japan, did a QS over there, and made quarters. Sick. Those were back to back events. Riding one board, it was five ten Xanadu at the time. Wow. And I surfed. Remember, there was one U.S. Open in the same year. It was macking, foggy. Yeah. And I remember riding that. Xanadu 510 out in that big surf, and I went through five or six rounds on that board. And it was so foggy at times that they'd send us out, and you know, the current, yeah, and then they couldn't see, see us anymore. They're like, Oh, come back in. I'm like, Dude, you did just send us out there and bring us back in. <laughs> I remember paddling event. for like
0: 15 20 minutes. I remember that event. I was on America that event, it yeah, it was a long time ago. It was big out I there. I remember it. Some yeah. of the one of the one of the uh, um, is it the one when Gurlach did the floater or? I don't think it was. I don't think Gerlach was in it back then. I don't think that was it, but I. I remember doing pretty well in that event. I never did well. I, I think I made it round before quarters. Like right. don't make fit. up it, stories no, to impress anybody. Yeah, no, I I couldn't even like. <laughs> I, if I after years of like doing that event, I made it like through two heats, um, but that heat I lost to Ren and Roca. Right. And I and somebody else I don't remember, but like the current was so. Heavy. Heavy. Yeah. And, you know, you have, if you blew one, yeah, you're... I don't remember the fog, but I just remember... Well, I probably surfed in
2: earlier rounds than you did. I don't know. Because you have a higher seed than I was. And I had to yeah, start yeah. at, like, probably round two. And I went through probably... I, I probably lost in main event round two, which was a long waste To go through five rounds yeah, in yeah. big surf in, like, two or three days yeah. was a big deal for me. And it was still in the Xanadu. And I never put two and two together. I was always riding a six o. High performance shortboard, and all I needed to do was go down in length five nine five ten, And I think it would have separated me. You weren't switching yeah. your equipment. I just, you know, I was so stuck on what Kelly was writing, yeah. just to be honest with you. Yeah. That, I mean, Kelly was had so much influence on that generation, the world tour, and our generation. Yeah. That if, if we weren't writing something similar, because we're all the same height and same weight,
1: yeah,
0: it was known to have. Your short board as an inch or two bigger than you, yeah. and if you're bigger and heavier, then you would go like two, three inches, you know, like right. bigger than you. Right. W- working and at HSS, way too, way too big. Yeah. Way too long. And yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Way too much We're rail. HSS. Fit. It was so crazy because the the best selling board was Al Merrick at the time. Yeah. Channel Islands. But every. Other big name brand, your Rusty, your Xanadu, Spy, whoever. Was else, too, yeah. yeah. Whoever else, you would order I would order the same dimensions. Right. You know, it was six two, eighteen and a quarter. That's the influence two, I'm talking about. Two and an eighth, two and a quarter, we you were know. It was so brainwashed. Yeah. Man. It was such a bummer. And that was no. like the the size. Right. You know, that sold every single time. Six two, six one. Right. You know, those are the, the two sizes that Every single board you'd had, if you ordered one six zero, you know a five eleven, you would order five six twos and five sure. Yeah, yeah. And those are the ones that would sell, because because <laughs> of the Kelly but, effect. But
0: going back to your point, there was a transition of, you know, going to Japan or Argentina or Uruguay. These places that are known for it's going to be super small. Yeah, you know, most other places like oh, Australia are going to surf at uh, least. Swell and chunky yeah. or good waves or, yeah. you know, Europe, same thing. And I, I remember going to Japan on a Mark Pesh and I brought a 510 and it had wide wider, tail block. wide tail block, had a little hip, less a little less rocker and <laughs> no joke. I was like, this thing is so good. And then I ended up riding in a little bit, like, and I, again, it was for, you know, shoulder high, chest yeah. high and below. And I'm like, this thing seems so fast and I could put it where I want to. It was like magic. And then I'm like, and I kept pushing the envelope on like what size I could get away. And I'm like, this thing's working in everything, you know, hollow waves. Like it doesn't matter if it was meant for small. It just was magic. So I just, you know, kept refining and it it was kind of a tough, you know, to change your whole like a quiver. I was like, well, I just ended up writing that board Almost in everything, right? You know, it yeah. was crazy. And did you get
2: good results on it? How did it go yeah, for you? For sure. Seeing how how I missed that, yeah, I don't know. I got off that board because it was pretty hammered. Yeah, it went through three events, and I'm writing it every day. And the board was just almost trashed. And I thought I never put two and two together that have another one shaped, and I didn't think Huntington was just macking. I mean, some sets were scraping the bottom of the pier. Yeah, yeah. and I was writing that board out there. And it was way out of that board's element. Yeah. However, I could... I had the... It was so responsive that I could get it into that lip real quick before it closed out or whatever, yeah. and I never put two and two together that I needed to go shorter. At five nine. I was riding a 6'0". Oh. Yeah. So just adding that length, it just takes time to move that rail line around, and we're surfing mostly beach break, and it's... On the QS, it was a grind. It was yeah. junky,
1: so... I
2: just, I missed it altogether. I just never saw it.
1: It's funny, though, how you can make a board work if you believe it works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, sometimes you just go, oh, my God, these rails are perfect. Yeah. They're in perfect shape. And then, you know, the thickness through the nose to the tail, sure, you're like, sure. wow, you know, like, oh, and the fins look like they're perfectly placed. And you're like, this board's insane. And yeah. it turns out to be insane. Yeah. But then you're like, yeah, it's the best board I ever had. And then, boom, you get something completely different something that you might not think works, and sometimes it does. Right. You know, how yeah. weird is, you know. It's strange.
0: But yeah. I, I was looking at guys' boards, the generation before us, whether it's like Simon Law, Matt Hoy, or Sonny, or, you know, po- all these guys that were kind of the 80s pros that yeah. were kind of still on top of their game in the mid-90s, early 90s. I was looking at their boards, and here we are, like you said. We're all chasing the Slater, Glass Slipper, like freaking, you know, banana rocker route. And I'm, I'm looking at those guys who are, who are going the fastest and dominating outside of the few of the younger. And they were on R five tens, like yeah. that's the wider, thic- mm-hmm. you know, thicker, like, you know, outline, but they were a little bit long, you know, they were on longer boards, right. but that, that board, you know, concept of a little thicker rail, but the, you know, those guys were powerful and they're mm-hmm. grown men, you know, we're right. just
1: like Groms. Right. You know? So, so going back in time what was your first surf trip i think probably first trip
2: surf trip out of california yeah um i'd say i'd say australia was my first trip nice yeah for qs i was there for a month nice yeah and that's kind of a funny story i was working at surf Ride at the time selling surfboards and working in the shop and this guy came in who was australian he came to buy a board a snowboard and um, we got to talking back and forth. I told him I was going to Australia. And he goes, oh, you're going to Australia? What for? I said, oh, I'm going to compete in the QS. I do a bit of competing. He's like, hey, look at my friend Tim at Aloha Surf Shop in Australia. He's in, he's in Manly Beach. Huh. And he goes, if you took some Burton boards, he'd probably buy them from you. <laughs> yeah. Ahead of time. Yeah. So I contacted Tim, and I brought four Burtons or six Burtons from Surf Ride I just said, hey, can you give me 30 days to pay for these? And so Bill and Richard said, sure, and I told them what I was doing. Went over there, and it was their summertime, and he didn't have a Burton account. He couldn't order Burtons because of some other shop around had that already taken. But he got the Burtons from me and paid me what I needed so I could get on tour. Yeah. and, And do Australia, the Australian leg. And he put them in the window, and he had them in the summertime before any of the other accounts even had them. Yes, and it was like, yeah, you want to buy that, and he would just sell for a, a bigger dollar amount.
1: And did you keep doing that? I did it for three years. <laughs> That's genius, right there. yeah, but years, yeah it we used to meet. do that too at Huntington Surf and Sport. Called yeah. oh, gray marketing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: snowboarding was going through their heyday as yeah, well. Sure. And I mean, it was snowboarding was huge. Everybody was on the on,
1: in. So you worked at Surf Ride. Surf Ride for a long time. How years? Couple years, yeah. that's
2: awesome. And even when I didn't work there, I was still riding for the shop, and they still allowed me because they wanted to see me do good on the QS. Yeah, you know, Bill and Richard are amazing. Those yeah. the Bernard family are they're incredible people. Yeah, but um, yeah, that was I mean, for Jay made a lot more money at surfing than I did, but we still had to get creative on how we were going to get from here to there. Yeah, there yeah, was, it was an worked.
0: adventure, bro. Yeah. I worked in high school. You know? yeah I was like well I'm home I'm going to school I might as well work and make more money and save it for trips and travel and right. everything and, else yeah and
1: the earlier the pioneers of the pro tour they shaped their own boards yeah that's really cool yeah and and also was it Pete I can't remember if it was PT or not but he was saying like they would they would bring like Levi's or yeah you know a brand. Sure. to sell at that country because right. that country couldn't get it like like yeah, yeah. Burton. yeah
0: yeah my first trip to europe and we we'd be on the beach and there'd just be people hanging out with like a paper and a price on their boards and like they're just selling like flea market style on, yeah. on, on the thing and i'm like wait that board's beat up and it's going for 750 us like that's like that's two crazy. or three times the amount of you know it was way more than a brand new board right. at, at home, right? Yeah. And it was beat up, and I'm like, Wait, what? And then, if you had Merrick's, or yeah. there was a couple of brands that were, I was like, Wow, okay, so yeah, I'd bring an extra board bag with like oh, four yeah. or You'd five just boards. Just
2: sure you didn't go home with a
0: lot of boards, nope, because you didn't get nothing for trade ins at your local no. shop, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah but it yeah. did help
1: you know fuel the fire, but yeah, yeah. the whole that. There was no money. So, your first surf trip out of the country was to surf in a WQS. Yep.
2: Was it
0: uh, Newcastle
2: or? Newcastle, which we ended up at Meriwether. We kind of did a little uh, two spots there. Um, Manly was a championship tour event at the time, I think. think. Yeah. Yeah, So, I didn't get to surf that event, but I surfed Manly a bunch. Where else? We went to Margaret's, Hmm. I surfed Margaret River, probably two or three years. difficult wave to surf geez that waves hard
0: yeah Yeah. it's like the reverse sunset almost like yeah yeah but But we were still going left at the time
2: yeah and we would only go right when it was smaller because it was clean
0: yeah right and um
2: where else did i surf um i think it was there for a month and we did two or three events and then it was just like okay we were gonna go after the biggest events and see if we could get a couple results and the two best results, the Caton and Japan, they were small events. Yeah. But I was riding the right board. I felt like I probably could have went through heats with some bigger name guys because the Caton, like you said, it was stacked. it was pretty stacked. Yeah. For sure. And I was getting through heats because
0: I felt like the equipment was right. Yeah, it was a great event because they had an individual component of like who, you know what guys on your team went farthest point wise, and then you had the the tag team relay, which was you know, kind of broken down as another part of the event, which is super fun. Sure. wish they'd bring it back. But yeah, now we got West Coast Boardwriters, which is, you know, yeah. kind of a, you know, similar concept with the, with the team event. And, sure. You know, are you uh, are you on a team? I don't have anybody in Aliso, Viejo, that has enough game to compete against anybody
2: in different yeah. cities like that. So being in Aliso, yeah, I've had people ask me to be a part of the team. Yeah. But since I don't live in any of those counties, it kind of takes me out. I mean, you yeah. could
1: be... I think San Clemente, because you're, you're freaking... You know, well, yeah, but the San Clemente stacked.
2: guys that are my age, oh, that's fashion, yeah. I mean, you got Nate Yeomans, you got a lot of guys. Yeah. I'm 49 years old. I yeah. just turned 49 December 5th. Happy and day. most people think, most people don't know how old I am. That's the number yeah. one question we get asked over here, is how yeah. old are you? Yeah. So... I don't but, answer that question anymore. Yeah, yeah, but but there's a lot of guys. You're way older than us <laughs> over here, and I, I know that for sure. <laughs> there's just a lot of guys feel like that, good, that, that compete. So do you? Thank you. Yeah. There's a lot I of guys that compete. Yeah. That yeah. That, that are stacked. That You know, and they don't need another 49-year-old in that category.
0: So one more year, then you'll go chase down a team. Because I, 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 essentially, it's open, you know, for for inland cities, you know, because Costa Mesa has a lot of good surfers and. They could choose Huntington or Newport. Oh, that's you know. cool. Yeah. yeah. So, you you know, it is open if you choose to check it out. Sure, but, yeah. But, yeah.
1: If you're, if you're CC Best Sloth, you can go for J- Ventura. Oh, God. Or Huntington. That guy. Newport.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> do you remember, like, getting uh, first mag shot or, like, an uh, ad in a mag? Yeah, what? I got an ad. I think I remember shooting with Rob Keith. He was shooting with
2: Surfer Magazine a Bunch and um, getting some closeout barrels at Pano and then um rip but curl take photos but everything like, yeah. oh how good
0: was that spot We're Yeah, like, it was a it was a, it was a close <laughs> out I got
2: to travel in for a while but yeah. it was a collaboration collab ad with surf ride and rip curl at the time cool so yeah rob keys shot that and occasionally i'd get you know something ran in a magazine or something like that and it was super fun
0: yeah yeah
2: did you did you uh, go to hawaii a lot too or yeah, we, we'd go to Hawaii every year. Um, one time we all stayed in the same house. Yeah. It was that Love Odell's house, maybe?
0: Uh, Yeah. Uh, gosh, yeah. Love was living with us. And um, S-
2: uh, Simmons, Ryan was there. Ryan was there with Wyatt, us. White <laughs> was there, too. Wyatt was there part of the time. Deffenbaugh, Jeff.
0: Yeah, I mean, all of us Huntington guys would just pile in. As, yeah. You know, at Love Odell's house? Yeah. No, it was uh, my friend Dan Bilac, who oh, was yeah, a yeah, honey, okay. He was going to school over there, so. He got a house and we just put bed bunk beds beds in every room and sleep out in the living room and what, yeah. whatever. You know? Yeah. Just make it work.
2: Yeah, Hawaii was Hawaii was something we did every year. It, to be honest with you, it wasn't my favorite, um it wasn't my favorite events to go. I mean, yeah. I, I enjoyed surfing the contest, but I didn't enjoy the free surfs. Yeah. To be honest with you.
0: Very competitive. And-
2: Very competitive. Had some pretty grumpy locals, to say the least. I yeah. mean, in the 90s things were a little bit different than they are right now. I haven't been to Hawaii in a long time, but I'd be pretty grumpy too if a thousand guys on the QS were the best to surf,
0: best of the world guys Were coming to surf my
2: waves for a good two months. Yeah. I'd be a little bit pissed off too, for sure. So it just was an eggy time, you know. Yeah. I had more fun staying in Uclima and playing tennis than I did going surfing. To be honest with you, yeah. that's funny.
0: And when did you and your your brother Aaron decide to put like because uh, you were filming yourself and like you know training and you know watching the footage and yeah. working on on Madden for yourself? But you guys were working on putting together movies. movies. Yeah,
2: yeah. So we we started working on my surfing. My brother and I. He yeah. got a Canon L one. I remember the camera and. And he's always been into photography. People ask me all this time, "Why isn't doesn't Aaron surf more?" Well, the bottom line is Aaron's been doing photography classes since he was probably 13 years old. Mm. So he's got a passion for photography, and that yeah. he would rather be catching and capturing the moment than surfing. But he's Aaron's a water guy. He loves yeah. it too. Yeah. So I think um, works out for you. Yeah, it's a great combination, <laughs> you know, for for what we do, and it always has been. But I think we were working on surfing for me to get on on tour working with mike lambrizi and videoing taylor knox todd Prestige a lot and oh yeah, um, todd. um and, and it was more or less just like me being around those guys and watching those clips every day and studying it made me a better surfer and since aaron was always shooting we would always get text like phone calls or stuff and appointments with randazzo and um taylor knox and todd Prestige. and then we like started putting these little videos together and Taylor Steele with the momentum um, generation was it was booming. Yeah, and we were making our movies, but Taylor Steele's were still my favorite because yeah. he had all my favorite guys in them. Yeah, what was uh, your yeah. production company? Did you have a company? No, we we did a we did our own surf videos. We did um, high volume, and then we did one called Wanted. And I eight, bought those at
1: Huntington. Surfers yeah, Store. yeah, those were yeah. our
2: videos, and each surfer that i liked had their own segments it kind of had a taylor steel vibe to it yeah and um it was fun man I, I really learned a lot watching these guys surf and i felt like that's how i kind of fine tuned my style for what i like on myself yeah and it was just shooting every day yeah you know we're shooting four or five days a week and then i was doing all the editing so i'd get into an editing bay. And I tell the guy, no, I don't like that. That there's a bog right there. We want to take that out, and we would do editing. And yeah, and uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of work, but it was super fun. And I've always had kind of a passion for editing and music and yeah. that kind of stuff. And uh, Chris Devoe kind of took us under his wing and got us some music with like Bad Religion or Unwritten Law or Offspring, Pennywise. And he kind of had that connection to get us music for our videos. Yeah. It was super fun. But then the music, I mean, the video market got so saturated with everybody making them yeah. that we did our third one and we never even launched it.
0: Damn.
2: We edited it and everything. Wow. So high volume and wanted. Wanted. And then the third one, I forget what we
0: called it, but I had the master done and we never mastered it and sold Ooh. it. Was there a commitment on like getting it like profitable? Like, yeah, I'd make... Certain amount of copies from the. I don't the think supplier. I don't think
2: we did the ROI on that. I think it was more or less the window got shorter and shorter for that video to be um, desirable. Yeah. yeah, and so we just said it's got like a two month window, and we're going to put all this work into doing all these video, um, you know, where you do the release. And then it's at a YMCA. You fill it up. The bands come play. There was yeah. so many moving parts, and it was a lot of work. Yeah. So did for, you guys do that? Have a yeah. Come, we did come, that premieres. premieres. Yeah, we did video premieres Sick. and stuff. It was super fun.
1: And um, yeah, I enjoyed it.
2: We learned a lot from just watching Taylor Steele. Yeah. Really. Right. So
1: I, I that was when I was at Huntington Surf and Sport, and you know, watching the business aspect of it, you know, grow. Sure. Um, seeing the ordering and seeing the board sales. And then, you know, the industry was healthy Yeah. and Taylor steel. Like it was like the perfect storm of like what things can do well. Right? right. And surf videos at that time. I mean, I remember cause I did all the buying for a bunch of years, Right. not all the buying, but surfboards and video and accessories. And I remember, you know, the first time, uh, I started buying the, the poor specimen stuff. You're like, you're like, oh yeah, we'll get a half dozen. Oh, oh, we need a dozen. Oh, shit, we need two dozen. Yeah. You know, to where we were buying almost a thousand videos. That's crazy. You know? Yeah. And I remember... That's I was one th- shop. Yeah. I mean, one yeah. shop. You remember yeah. me telling you, you need to start talking to these guys and getting those videos? It was a very tough click because
0: I, I surfed with... All those guys, Malloy and Browning, yeah. and but you remember yeah. I was saying you gotta break into this.
2: You got a couple of clips every now and then, didn't mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. He he no. was yeah yeah he, Jay, he got, Jay was had his own parts. He was influential yeah. in a lot of his own ways back in
1: the day for sure. But yeah. what was what was smart about him is you know he he played in different camps, right? You yeah. know, like because like I, my my point of the story was like. I bought those videos. Yeah. I, I I can't remember who we got Surf Video Network, maybe I can't remember. I called all the shops myself. We had a list, and I okay. Would call, so then I probably yep, dealt with you. Yep, yep. Yeah, because I remember selling a grip of those too. Right. You know. Yeah. And I remember at Christmas time when videos, you know, came up, and we're just like, boom, voluptuous. You yeah. know, snapping turtle. The kill. The kill. kill 2. I mean, all those. videos. Josh Palmer.
2: Josh and, Palmer. All that stuff was super popular right back then. The that, Japanese. Yeah.
1: Guy, and, and all the Japanese th- guy that was making yeah. uh, What Now or What oh, yeah, If yeah. and yeah. What Next.
0: yeah What, what Next? next what was yeah. that guy's name? Um, God, I did a couple trips with him, too. Yeah. Um, I heard he passed away, though. Hmm. Uh, i got sure. Uh, but well, those were
2: sick videos, too. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of great videos coming out. And then the Rip Curl search videos were oh, always geez.
0: ridiculous because Tom, Frankie... Yeah. Olberhauser, Oberhauser, yeah. whatever those yeah. guys were ripping Chris so Davidson. hard, man. Yeah, and that I mean, it, like you said, the, the the industry was booming. Video cam- cameras became actually tra- you know, compact where you you know they're easy to yeah. travel, yeah. easy to maneuver. They sure. weren't that expensive, and if you just put some clips together, some music, you're gonna sell a few, you yeah. know. And if you did a really good job, you're gonna sell a lot. So there yeah. was room for sure, you know, people to. Yeah. you know get after that uh, and that market and you did
2: premieres with your two videos yeah, I don't think we did a premiere with um high volume, but we did one with wanted at like a YMCA in San Diego. So it was awesome. like a skate yeah, There was a skate park there, the bands came and played. It was super fun. Yeah. I remember my clip coming up and I was so embarrassed just to watch <laughs> it. It's just so weird to be in that kind of environment. Yeah. And it's like you're there and you're just hoping that everybody thinks you don't serve like a kook, you know. But yeah, yeah it was it was fun. Yeah. There's just certain things that I would have probably been okay editing that video and, and creating that video and, and being stoked to watch everybody else surfing it. Yeah. But it was really hard to be there that myself and feel like I'm surfing with some of my favorite, all time favorite surfers yeah. and to have a part of your own right after theirs. Yeah. It was like, who is Mo Salas anyway? Yeah. <laughs> just being honest. That's what goes through your no, head. Totally. Yeah. And it was just a hard thing, you know,
1: it's like going up to speak in front of people. Right. It's like, Oh, shit, I got to go after that guy? Right, you right. You know? You, yeah, yeah. you, you don't
0: want to... I mean, it, it, it was kind of a, a way of self-promoting in a way, but also making enough money to, to, to continue on your passion of traveling and getting to these events and stuff. Sure. So, you know, now it's okay to do all that, which people do every day on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and everything else yeah, that, right. you know, they're, they're you know, promoting themselves, right. you know, which so, that's how they're making money. Yeah. So
1: Same. five-year run on on the pro tour then would 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 you get into i
2: left surfing altogether kind of grumpy i was a little bit bitter to be honest with you because i never really made any money doing it yeah so i did you go to school or no i just started playing golf i just turned my affection towards golf because now i wasn't being judged by anybody Yeah. Hmm. and i'm it's still an individual sport it's me against the golf course and um, I fell in love with golf and I started playing a ton. I got a job at Encinitas Ranch, worked there. And then I went to Aviara, which is a Four Seasons. It was Four Seasons at the time. And it was like 250 bucks a round. Yeah. So it was semi-private because not too many people would afford to play a place like that and pay that kind of money. And I got really pretty darn good at golf, you know, where I think I got to the point where I said, I think I want to be an instructor and do this for a living because Kit Putterball had a school, a golf school there. And all those guys were making bank. And I thought, I'm part of Four Seasons. I've been there for a couple years. If I pass my player's achievement test, I can get my PGA card and teach and be an instructor. Make 60 80 bucks an hour. And it was an insane facility. What a trip. And so I just went hard after that. And I kind of got on the, the, um, the player's achievement test is like, it's two rounds of golf in one day and you have to shoot a targeted number. And that targeted number on the one I passed, they had to shoot like 75-74 with no break. So you play 36 holes, let's say par 72. I couldn't shoot more than 75-74 combined. Dang. And they say less people pass the player's achievement tests than they pass the bar.
1: Dang.
0: <laughs> it was super and intense. It? And I passed it. The pressure wow. is probably Yeah is it a one time or do they say come back in a year like it, there, you could you could take as many you times. could take it as
2: many times as you had to pass it and then you can go into PGA school and get your books and learn about golf like making clubs lie lof so you can actually teach with intelligence yeah, but yeah. they wouldn't even let you into school without passing the test Jeez. that meant that you were at least a pretty decent player yeah and Aaron was my caddy yeah and we got on the PAT and tour that's the tour i went to next Trying your, to pass my brother, thing. yeah, my brother Aaron okay. was caddying for me, and um, I hit like a. Third. So hold on.
1: So you quit surfing because you you got bitter against it because you weren't making money and you put a lot of passion time and, and effort. effort, and yeah. passion,
2: yeah. And it was just it was just a tough leave, you
0: know. And you went to an even another really hard sport. But
2: how long how long were
1: you golfing before?
2: Um, I was probably golfing for a couple years, okay, like two years, like trying to play when I go surf in the morning and then go hit balls. Go play nine holes. Go surf in the afternoon, and then yeah. in the summertime, go surf at night. So I was still. It gave me the opportunity to introduce me to a new sport, yeah. and then I just got so hooked on golf. And then I was like, "Well, I can't afford if I'm going to quit. I can't afford to work and go play these courses." Yeah. So I started working at these courses.
1: Did Did you have any thoughts or aspirations of working in the industry? Like,
2: I just knew I didn't want to be in surfing anymore. Uh, right, because I just felt like the surf industry was such a tough niche to cr- to crack yeah. and everybody just holds you down till you can't breathe anymore. You drowned and then you're dead.
1: Yeah, that's, it's funny you say that because I feel like you had a lot of opportunity and and no disrespect at all, but you, out of most people, probably had a better network and in, into transitioning into an industry job. You worked at one of the best surf shops in sure. the world. You're a pro surfer. Right. You're making videos. Right. I mean, yeah, you're, you're how much more of your a resume was right. there. Your personality yeah. is there. Your ability is there, but like, you just want to like marketing right.
2: or, or like, well, I think what, I think what happened is somebody talked to me about a marketing job at one of the companies. Mm. And if I had taken on the marketing and worked with the team, I would have to become everything I hated. Uh and I couldn't do that. Like the integrity inside myself yeah. would be taking a guy like Jay Larson, who absolutely rips, is the Huntington Beach guy. And I'm going to have to be like, hey, Jay, you're not the next Kelly Slater. I have a little bit of a budget for you. We're going to pay you 250 bucks a month.
0: Yeah. And
2: my job is to get him for the least amount of money possible and yeah. make my budget stretch. Yeah. I wanted nothing to do with it. Got yeah. it. It was disgusting for me. Yeah. Yeah. and so that's why I kind of went and did something different so I could kind of let go yeah. of just the grudge I was holding
0: against yeah. maybe, or, maybe the surf industry or even myself for that yeah. matter or you know, wait we're going to pay this guy how much and he I surf circles around this guy and you're yeah. going to pay him because right. he, he's supposed to mount up to somebody you know like it's a tough it's an interesting road you yeah. took
1: right because right? like like I said what you had is like a, you, you were at a stepping point to to make it you could have easily worked in our industry sure right which you I'm I'm glad you didn't because you're creating a better life for yourself the way you want to right, right. and it wouldn't have happened if you would have you know sure. tried back then but it's so funny and, and interesting that that you were you know pissed at the industry and you 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 became a a golf guy right you know what I mean? It's yeah. so weird.
2: Cause... And the golf industry was great yeah. to me. I mean, I married yeah. my wife. We, we, I bought my first home. I was working at Four Seasons, probably making sixty grand a year. Yeah. Washing clubs. <laughs> I'm <laughs> scrubbing <laughs> clubs as they come off. I even came up with my own name. I was a groove technician. <laughs> that is epic and, and you know it was just it was just I was just so in love with golf and then you met pe- great people people from the industry like yeah. Callaway's there Titleist all the biggest golf manufacturers are in the Mecca as Carlsbad
0: yeah that's a trip. and so I
2: got to meet all the a lot of great people that worked in the industry I met uh, Scotty Cameron who became a great friend of mine who's the best putter manufacturer in the world and um, met great people yeah
0: and so it's probably refreshing and cool and, you yeah. know, you get, you know, the respect and, you know, the, the, you know, the support, you know, like, hey, you put in hard work, you're hustling, like, they yeah. give the opportunity. And right. sometimes you weren't getting that on the surf side, you know, you do all the hustling, you're, you're obviously doing well, but then it's like, what next? Who's next? You know, like, it's right. an ever changing, you know, mission right. to stay on top.
1: But Golf also so such a weird yeah. um, industry, you know, sport industry yeah. it's 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 so elite right and yeah. what's crazy is you have to be really good yeah. at golf to make a name for yourself sure. for a living you yeah. know what i mean yeah like there's a score and you know yeah right? there's a there's I a mean, course and there's a score yeah that's harder than, that's way harder than surfing yeah. right because you don't have to think about stuff in surfing really right. you know yeah i mean the best surfers do right. but in yeah. golf you have to really be in tune with your whole sure. freaking thing. Yeah, your mind and your body have to be, you know, aligned.
0: Right. Golf I think there's, the there's a, lot, a lot more similarities between the two sports than, than I think. Your...
2: I think that most people think. I I got in arguments with other um, excellent golfers. That they would argue that golf is the hardest sport in the world, (laughs) and I would say I think you're wrong. I'm dealing with tides, and my canvas is moving, and yours isn't. Yeah, yeah. Water's like it's 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 liquid; it's moving, and and we've got wind. We've got, and golfers have lies, and you know downhill, uphill. They have wind. They have different variables too, but the ball's not moving. Yeah, and you can hit that shot over and over and over again on a golf course if you want to work on a downhill lie into the wind. All you have to do is go put a ball there and hit that shot 20 times, and you'll have an idea, when you're as good as the pros are, what that ball's going to do
1: and how to manipulate it. But that discipline or, or like, body and mind control, that's what really sets the best golfers apart. Sure. That body and mind control. Right. Because, I mean, you know, like you said, you could hit it 20 times and hit it one time perfect, right? Right. And... To get that one-time perfect, you know.
2: Right. But those guys are so good, they're not looking for a perfect. Because they can get it up and in for a par. Yeah. So they just don't want to get up and in for a bogey. My point is, is golf has a place of repetition and surfing doesn't.
1: Yeah. We don't have
2: repetition. We have the pools now. Yeah. And now we're seeing these kids doing errors and doing all this awesome radical stuff that we didn't have the luxury of that back in the 90s. Yeah. So repetition... Was just getting out there. But it was pretty rare to get the same section two times in one
0: day. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You're Super like, man, rare. I could yeah. probably nail a lot of these areas if that section kept coming at me. Right. You know?
1: Yeah. yeah. And that was that was my I had
0: that cushy landing. Yeah. Or I had that, like, you know, right wind and coming, at, you know. Right. For oh, sure. How funny.
1: So you're, you become a okay. golf guy.
2: Yeah. So I went into golf and you're then... A groove technician. Yeah. I was grooving some, some, some um, golf clubs and got married and we started a family and then... Um, we started a hair care company with what? Yeah, with shampoos, conditioners. My parents are still hairdressers. Yeah. In in the in the grand scheme of things. And my dad started doing hair again. And he had these formulas and he's like, Hey, I think I have something. Let's do the Long Beach hair show. So we did the hair show and we put this hairspray liquid in a clear bottle. And before you know it, everybody wanted to buy the hairspray
0: because they could see it and because it they could see it perform yeah. they could
2: see it perform he could stand the hair up comb it out style it with a curling iron brush it out put a flat iron on it would just change the texture over and over and over again and you can't do that with any other sprays in the world even today what's yeah. the company called? it's called White Sands most people don't know it I never talk about it because I ain't got no hair <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so it's kind of like the laughing thing when people ask me what I do I kind of duck I'm like yeah we do hair care product you know
1: no, so I, your dad came up with this? My dad
2: had the formulas, but we started the company together back in 2000. So we're 21 years deep into this. Wow. And um, yeah, just selling it to salons, doing trade shows, and 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 trying to get the name to grow. And that, in the process of doing that, I started to surf a little bit again. So did you quit surfing? I quit surfing. For how long? Gosh, it must have been... I want to say maybe eight to ten years. Shut the what? front door
1: that
0: long? Yeah, not didn't even surf, not even one time.
2: You wow. were pissed at surfing eight, eight to ten years. Well, I was just in love with golf.
0: Yeah, I, I, another yeah.
2: Another what happens? Yeah, what happens? I don't understand. Well, that. what happens when when you when you when you stop surfing and surfing takes so much time every day is that now I went into golf and it's four to five hours around plus practice. My wife's only going to put up with so much of that stuff. I can't go golf then surf because then there's no reason to even have a
1: family. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
2: So it was either or for me. And I was so in love with golf and golf was going so well. And then the hair care company, I passed the players achievement test. I was about to sign up for my PGA card and start going to school and pursue that, that the hair care company blew up. And I was like, well, I guess I'm working with the family. And I kind of just bailed on that and bailed on golf and started doing this all the while still playing golf. Yeah, But then every now and then... You quit I, for eight years? Yeah, probably eight, ten years. That is nuts. That I have is brand, crazy. I have new boards in the garage that had never been waxed for probably four or five years. Lennon
0: hasn't gone eight <laughs> or ten days without surfing, even injured the guy who still won't
1: take a break in his entire life. Come I, on, when's the last time you took ten days off? I don't think I ever have. In the, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I have. Yeah. No, you haven't. I'll surf crappy waves, too. Sure. Like, what, that is that. so
2: crazy. Yeah, 8, 10 years. So coming back into surfing, I was so lost on equipment. Yeah. I was completely lost. When we when I stopped surfing, FCS had to come out with the two-tab and the plastic fins. Yep. That had just started. We were traveling. They were crap. Crap. Because they were flexing like crazy. But we put up with it as pros because traveling with lassons was even worse yeah yeah you busted
0: fin boxes you know it was a nightmare so i got i picked up a few boards here and there with fins on the road you know or with with the plugs on the road here and there but all my boards i brought were glass-ons and it was a bitch to travel with. yeah linden knows all foam blocks yeah
2: yeah foam blocks or or the balls <sighs> the that you would blocks. just shove in between you yeah. buy those bouncy balls yeah and we would just tape them around the fins and you could drop them and they wouldn't hit the fins so we yeah. had different things but when i came back futures and fcs they were they had different constructions they had different materials they had i didn't know what i i tried when i came back i tried to get a 6.0 ci off the rack at irvine spectrum was the first board (laughs) i bought i didn't even know about volume it had some it had volume spectrum on 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 the string oh yeah i was the guy that walked through the spectrum Bought a board and walked back to my car in front of all these people. It like felt like such a kook.
1: <laughs> what what, what shop, shop was there? Yeah.
0: Oh, gosh. I think it was a rip curl shop. Oh, my gosh. I think it was a rip curl shop. And and you didn't want to go down to the coast to like... You,
1: just, you know,
2: I could have went to Surf Ride. I could have went to Huntington or Jack's. Irvine was the closest.
1: Yeah. I just went to the closest place. So, wait. When you finally decided to go... Surfing again, you you bought a brand new board? I brought a brand new CI. The, and you're looking for a
0: board that you stopped surfing on, which was a decade earlier, and it was like, where's my little six oh? Six and a quarter, board, two yeah. and eight. And I think it was uh
2: OG or It was a flyer okay. is what I bought off the rack. And uh um, great model. Yeah, great, great, great model.
0: model.
2: Yeah. I I think All the around. volume, the volume, I was probably you're gonna laugh, I was probably 195 pounds at the time. And I would imagine the volume was probably 27 liters. So Dude, it was I was just totally yeah.
0: backwards here.
2: Yeah. And so I caught a couple fun waves on it, started to get my groove going. You know, the timing and everything starts to come back. And then it was just such a struggle and bad waves. So I started buying used boards on Craigslist and I started to learn about volume. And I was trying to dial in my volume and my weight was dropping. Because I was surfing all the yeah, time. Yeah. So I went from 195. You want to rip
0: f- golf and all that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so I went from 195 and weight down to like 170. And I had dialed in volume by buying and selling, trading and selling on Craigslist. Boards. Boards. And that's how I finally figured out what my volume was that I liked. <laughs> it took me probably, I'd say, a good year and a half. Wow. I still don't
1: know about volume. I always tell cool. them to get more.
2: Yeah. You yeah. need more volume.
1: I like volume. Yeah. But I, this is such a funny, funny, funny story that you you quit surfing for that it's long. It's so
0: untraditional, and you... like, your path of, like, you know, yeah hating surfing, quitting the golf. I mean, a lot of people balance careers and they kind of switch up or sure, sure. jump from a brand to another brand. You know, like, you're talking about... So what... You're
1: quitting for... A, decade a a decade that's a freaking long time so going back to your white sands yeah uh what 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 were you doing for the
2: company so i kind of ended up being the cfo by default so i never went to college we had an accountant he got a new job and i was left holding the bag with quickbooks i didn't know anything about accounting i didn't know anything how to do that i was more or less in Trade shows, helping with marketing, making sure we have the right models for the hairdressers, blah, blah, blah. You know, kind of more like helping my brother coordinate all that stuff. And we were going from show to show to show. And we were busy. So yeah. it's
0: your bro- you and your brother and your parents. My parents. And we brought my
2: uncle in 2008. Wow. So uncle Derek? No, my Uncle Don. <coughs> <Yeah. laughs> and he's, he'd done a bunch of startups in the tech world. So he was already retired, semi-retired and very wealthy. And he came and we really needed his help. Yeah. yeah, to put structure and and he's been great ever since. But yeah, we that's what I used to do there, and then I had to get into the accounting side because our accountant left, and then I kind of became the CFO, which to this day I probably still don't know what I'm doing very well, you know, because I I that's not who I am. Yeah. But um, when you're a small business owner, you just wear a lot of hats and you yeah. do whatever you need to do. Yeah. So we hired an accountant.
1: Yeah. By the way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the business is. Doing well. I would
2: say it's stable, you know, yeah. to say that COVID didn't have an effect on us would be a lie. I yeah. mean, they closed salons down Yeah, you know, six feet. I mean, hairdressers are touching people. Yeah. yeah, So, you know, any kind of massage or hairdressing or nails or any kind of beauty where you're actually touching people, we were the last to come back open. So brutal. So it was brutal on us. It yeah. was brutal on us. But with that, fast forward and working on Surf and Show and doing... Surfboard reviews. I was in the background trying to figure out how to monetize. This might be a little bit too far ahead, but COVID and us being locked up is when we launched our surf better tutorials. Cool. Say it again. You so, launched like what? So COVID, we got locked down, couldn't surf. Yeah. The beaches were closed, and I was already working on working on how to surf better tutorials to give it, introduce it to our YouTube channel, our community and with not being able to surf for a month i had
0: good
1: focus <laughs> yeah so let's go back before we go into that so yeah
0: so the whole doing your tutorials or just videoing you went back to videoing yourself like yourself like how did you get back into oh, that's in a
2: great question so i saw chris grove doing the shred show yeah and i was he's buying. like one of the original guys yeah like, yeah i yeah. think he pioneered it for the most part yeah. i mean that, there's people that have done board reviews in the past for sure surf shops and stuff but I felt like Chris did a good job and kind of took it to another level with, like, what makes a board tick. Yeah. And he would kind of dive into, you know, the board attributes a little bit. And um, I watched a couple of them, and I thought, man, this guy's pretty entertaining. Yeah. Um, but why doesn't he go surfing? He never goes surfing? He never
0: would
1: go surf on the board. Mm-hmm.
2: So I watched a couple, and I was buying a board on Craigslist. What,
1: what year was this? Oh, gosh. This was probably 2014.
2: Okay. Yeah, probably 2014.
1: So, your business started, White Sand started in 2000, yep. and you quit the golf industry yep. to focus on that family business. Yeah. And when did you start surfing again? We started, I probably started surfing
2: in like 2012. Fudge. That is so crazy. Okay. 2012, I'm just surfing on my own, trying to work this stuff out. Yeah. I'm trying to get back in the water and have fun. Yeah.
1: And then... And how'd you find the Shred Show? Um,
2: I don't know I was probably just looking on YouTube trying to look up a board and, and learn a little bit about um, surfboards that I wanted to buy because you start running into them and they had a name now so you could type in the name and yeah. learn about that and and that's how I found Chris his show Shred Show and then I was buying boards on Craigslist and I had to go down to Carlsbad to pick up this board and I met the guy in the parking lot and it was Chris bro
1: no <laughs> Yeah. you bought a board from Chris bro I'm like bro.
2: Yeah, you're are you Shred Show? And he's like, Yeah. I'm like, Dude, your show's pretty sick, bro.
0: Yeah. And so we're talking back and
1: this forth. This is 2014.
0: Yeah. After two years of getting back in, you're still flipping yeah. boards yeah. on Craigslist. 2014. And, you, and I watched a the board show from Chris.
2: and I bought a board from Chris, and I'm thinking, you know what? I think we could, there's a niche here. We could do something like what Chris is doing, but we could actually go surfing on the board and show the board
0: and demonstrate the board and how it works. Yeah. And
2: kind of take it to a whole other level. And you, felt,
0: and you felt like, hey, my ability's my back. You already know how to do the editing. You've already put that time right. in on the how to put together yeah. edits. Yep. So, so our, From our past. From it your past. Making surf videos. Surf videos. Yep. So, so it's like. So you, you call you your brother and you go, so like, hey, told my brother.
2: I said, hey, I have an idea. I got a niche. <laughs> I, I explained it to him. I said, I can get a, a board from the Blem Room at CI or grab a board off the Craigslist. And we got to get one that's really, really popular right now that's got a big name. Something that's kind of easy to ride, I think we should try and do this. And he's like, well, let's give it a go.
1: That's so epic. How funny. And that's how, how funny is it that you bought a board off Craigslist and Chris Grow is the guy selling you the board? Right. <laughs> it was
2: pretty, it was super random. And then I thought, you know, to Aaron, I said, look how long it took me to get my stuff worked out. And I know quite a bit about how to surf. Yeah. If we were yeah. a beginner intermediate, oh my God, it would take forever.
1: Yeah.
0: And were you automatically thinking, like, you know, hey, we could create this wildly successful, like, show, or just, just, just have fun and see where it goes? Like, what was your ambitions? Like, what was... Good question. So, if I'm being totally honest here, yeah. I was getting pretty pissed that I had to pay for boards. So, you're like, <laughs> hey, we could do this show and get a bunch of free boards. <laughs> and that's I love it. Because yeah. that stuff is expensive, and here you are, you know, you were once a pro getting stuff, and now you're flipping boards, and you're like, well... Even if we get a board, and maybe the the, the shaper gives us a good deal or whatever. Right. We could flip it. Right. Because for you some.
2: couldn't find board. You can't get a discount on any boards from anybody. Yeah. It's always been that way. Yeah,
0: right. Because their margins are because so their tight. margins
2: are horrible. Yeah. You know? And
0: by the way, that's why we do the show. All the yeah. freebies. Look at all this stuff that we give <laughs> yeah. you. Like.
1: We, we're styled, We're still stoked. We won't go into it yet, but when I'm talking to somebody that I'm trying to buy something, I say they, they, they ask me what my price range is, and I say I can afford free.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff, right? Yeah.
1: I can afford free. Yeah. Okay. 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 Get free. <laughs> so
2: you. Sure. So sure. I I I thought to my brother. I said, look, I if we do get enough job with the show and ideally it's to help people for sure because when you put something on and youtube you yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you put something on youtube i always knew that it would consume me with questions yeah and if we don't answer the questions then we're really not doing anybody any favors yeah, yeah.
0: you got to you, you got to be putting out 2014 Good content. 2015
1: of july i think we launched the first board review okay right so yeah. at first will you just like creating a clip and putting it on or did you like
2: did you i actually did a review of i believe the first board was the bunny chow by channel islands and i bought that board i paid for it and then i bought um a high five yeah i drove to beverly hills to pick up a board
1: in on the high five so um so your first video was the bunny chow yeah now was it called Surf and, and Show? It was called Surf, Show, and Tell. Surf, Show, and Tell. Something like that, yeah. And
2: and your was your brother involved? You... Yeah, he was videoing every day. Okay. He would get up and go every morning. And we how long was us? that first video? Gosh, I don't remember how long it was. I look at it now, I just watched it the other day, and it's pretty embarrassing because it's so rough. Yeah. Yeah. And I was super nervous. I never sweat, dude. I'll have to run for a mile to sweat. I was like, sweating profusely because you're putting yourself out there to be critiqued. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you're surfing. You as a person, not, yeah. like communicator.
0: A, you're 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 throwing out a lot of your yourself, and you want you want it to be wild. You know, well, you want it to be successful, but you don't want to get. He's rid done of, it before, right? though.
1: Yeah, And in a more kind of a professional way you made freaking surf videos hi yeah. yeah but you didn't have to talk all you had to do was go surfing oh yeah, yeah. and yeah. I was
2: at the, I was I was at the peak at that time I felt confident about my skill level
0: to be considered a, a, a pro
2: yeah
1: so
0: wanted premiere with bands and and, and promoting the movie or your first uh, Surf, surf surfing
1: show and towel. So, so surf, (laughs) that's so hard. (laughs) I would know. I still can't
2: choose if I had to choose one or the other. They're both embarrassing.
1: So, you you put that out there, right? Um, what was the viewership? Like, how many views did you
0: get?
2: I was surprised. It actually did real well. And my focus was the tag word was on the surfboard. Yeah, because we're spending eight hundred dollars, seven eight hundred dollars on a board, and with a board having a name. If that name's in the tagline, people are savvy enough with YouTube that you go to YouTube for help. Yes. That's what YouTube's designed. Right. It's designed to help you either instructions how to do something yeah. or before you buy, you look for a review before you buy a car, before you buy an electric bike or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It became the thing that you look to before you made a big purchase. Yeah. And I had I had I had that concept
0: already.
1: That's so funny.
0: And uh, did... Channel Islands reach out to you, or did they get feedback on like good question? Yeah, so We're I'
1: telling them good questions. So
0: <laughs> hey, I, I'm very interested in asking like you know the next <laughs>
2: step, the next move. Yeah. So I I was buying another board and it was a Wizard sleeve or something that oh, Kelly oh, did, and I had yeah. never seen one before. Yeah,
1: Wyatt, Ooh, that was Wyatt's, Wyatt's go-to board. board. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah,
2: I had never seen one before, we- and and I didn't even know that you could order one. And so somebody was selling one at roughly the volume that I wanted in Channel Islands, up in Santa Barbara. And it was some random person. So I said, hey, do you still have that wizard sleeve, blah, blah, blah. And they said, yeah. I said, when can I schedule a pickup? Where can we meet? And I left here at like 4.30 in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, to meet this person to go pick up the board. And we met in the Rincon parking lot in the upper level. And it turns out it was Heather – That used to work. She was the team manager at CI. I remember Heather. And she was my manager when I rode for CI. How funny. I'm like, Heather? And she's like, Noel, And we're like back and forth. (laughs) So she gave me a good deal on the board. I'm like, hey, do you know anybody at CI that I could go in? Don't they have like a blem room or something? She goes, well, Scott Anderson's still there. I'm like, oh, Scott was the team manager when you left. She made a phone call. I went over there and I got to shop the blem room, talked to Scott. And then Scott started giving me blem room Uh, uh, pricing on brand new boards and i started doing board reviews grabbing those boards and paying for those awesome and then i started saying hey i need another one size level lower on the volume on the pod mod i had a 5.4 do you have a 5.2 in stock and he's like yeah i'm like can you send that down and he's like yeah but you got to send it back after the review i'm like okay so he sends the board down. Yeah, I do the review. He loved the review. I told him I messed up the board pretty good. Yeah. But I can send you the 5-4. He's like, you know what? Just keep it. Let's get you another one.
0: Yes. Let's now get you another on program. board. Let's he, get you on Because now board. he's on the YouTube <laughs> and he's <laughs> yeah. like, he gets it. He's like, wow. He's, answering is, all
2: the, he's listening, so, yeah. watching all the questions. I'm answering all the questions and I'm doing a good job. He's like, dude, you're really doing a good job here. That's so
1: freaking sick. And that's kind of how it started to go. Yeah. So your first one, the bunny hop chow how many views
2: did it get gosh that's a good question i don't remember what it got in the first week or two it was probably like a thousand wow a couple thousand views and i was like wow this is great this is for me that was good i didn't really have an expectation is that but if i put it out there how many people would watch it yeah Yeah. and so it kind of started to grow and then they did the next one and then that one started to get a lot of numbers and I, then I started to notice that high-performance shortboards didn't get that many numbers. It was the fun boards.
0: Yeah. Any kind of hybrid nose, any kind of easier to surfboard. Because everybody knows, te- you know, typically what, a, you know, hey, I know what a standard, you know, shortboard, you know, is going to work. And the market was blowing up with all these hybrids. Yeah. And yeah. all these changes. And to drop $700, $800 on something that you don't know if it's going to work or you yeah. need to get, get sold on, like, right. going and dropping the money... Well, like, that's smart to go after the, that
1: that angle of boards. Yeah. It's funny because what you're doing, right, you, you're hitting that market at the right time. Right. Because YouTube was kind of new still. Sure. And you knew that that was the go-to place to learn about things, right? Yep. And because you, you did it yourself. You saw right. Shred Show. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I can make a, a cooler version of my ver your version of sure. it. And... The Craigslist thing is funny because, you know, we have a a friend, Matty. That's all he ever did, you know, was freaking buy boards off Craigslist. Oh, yeah. And he, you know, sells boards, buys boards. And I trip. It's like, you're buying boards from... And he's got too many boards, you know. But there's so many guys like him out there. It's addicting, bro. Yeah. (laughs) It is. And
0: people have problems. Like our our buddy Matty, it's like... I don't care. I'll just go sell it. Or if I lose yeah. some money or whatever, I'll just going to, you know, like he's just frothing because, right. you know, like what board's going to, you know, get me faster. What board's going to like let, make me do a turn, you know, the turn I want, you know, like yeah. it's just, it's, and we're you get we're a tr- perfectionists, you know. Like yeah, you want to improve, and you get a trial that stuff basically for free. Yeah, yeah, Because you buy the board for
2: four hundred, four fifty, you write it a couple of times, and you sell it back for four hundred, four fifty, and you really didn't lose anything. Yeah. But you know a little bit more about that board and what you like and you didn't like about it. Yeah.
1: And you, you're starting to have fun producing these videos. Oh yeah. What, what was there
0: a learning curve on 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 what like how to format it for YouTube or was it pretty self like you know like hey we're just we're going to talk about the board. We're going to show, like, you know, did your formula change? It did. I think the first one, the bunny child, that was no surfing in
2: the beginning. It was all at the end. So nobody even knew if I could surf. Yeah. And I felt like we changed to surfing in the beginning, kind of giving you, like, an intro of it's always about the board. Yeah. So we want to see how the board looks, and then the music gets you excited. It makes you want to go surfing. It makes you want to buy a surfboard. That's what it does to me when I see guys ripping on a board yeah. and and I'm like man that board looks so good under their feet. Yeah. And so we started putting the surfing in the front and then I got it got so boring to watch myself talk in the first episode with no surfing. I'm thinking there's got to be surfing over the talking because just the talking's a little bit monotonous. Yeah. And so then when I described how it felt underfoot, I would like try and pick a wave that would match the description of what I'm trying to articulate. Yeah. That. And it just got stronger and stronger and stronger, where people were like, "Yeah, this is
1: this is yeah. legit. Like, this is what we want to see." So, when did you uh, like decide on the name Surf and Show? Um, I think I just
2: got tired of the big long name. Yeah.
1: And Scott Anderson actually on a, on the
2: conversation, he's like, "What do you think about like Surf and Show?" I'm like, "Done."
1: Yeah. I'm like, yeah.
2: I'm I'm I would love to cut this shorter and then. We came up with the logo and that kind of stuff. And then we've just kind of been surf. We go surfing and we show. So it's mm-hmm. like we surf and show the product performing. Yeah. And, the, and we talk about the attributes and what makes this board tick. Yeah. And it just made good sense to me. The That's name. so
1: funny. Yeah. Um,
0: and the technology is like, you know, we're, we we brushed upon like fin, you know, fin boxes sure, and stuff. Sure. But, you know, now, you know, you're coming back into, you know, EPS foam versus poly versus you know carbon wrap versus no stringer versus you know yeah. parabolic you know like dark arts. There's so it's many like, like stuff going on. Yeah, variables that all have their own little subtleties, you know. But you know what, you know, you how do you choose a model just based on now? Do the do the shapers come after you? Like, hey, we can you do a board review? Like, you know what's right. it? So I feel like what what I've always tried to do, and when we started the show is get
2: a a big brand name and grab one of their boards because that is going to help most surfers around the whole world because YouTube is that kind of platform. For mm-hmm. sure. So any surfer in Europe might have the opportunity to grab a board by CI, DHD, any of the top brands, Pizel, and be like, I watch this review and I want this board. As opposed to going with um, like a midsize shaper, Tim Stamps, yeah. yeah, excellent shaper. But if we do a review on Tim's boards, it's really a regional. Yeah. We're helping out a region yeah. uh, or a community of people in basically the United States, but even getting into a smaller region is Southern California. Southern California. Yeah. And it helps Tim, Yeah, brand awareness, um, talk about a board model. Yeah, And um, I enjoy surfing. I've only reviewed one of his boards, and it was excellent, the Habanero. Yeah, And... That kind of, it doesn't get as many views, and I'm doing the same amount of work. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not helping people around the world. Yeah. And the way I see it now, the way I see things now is I really don't have a lot of desire to review a high-performance shortboard because I feel like it's talking to a, a smaller niche of people, mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of work to get that thing going. Yeah. And there's other boards out there that I think are pretty user friendly. It's well, yeah. it,
0: you got to look at too. The waves aren't always firing for high performance, and you know, just going back to how we grew up on boards versus what we should have been riding is right. now like these these hybrids or these you know these spin off of short boards right. is now the go to. Right. You know. So. Yeah. You know that's what you're looking at like i'm we live in california and yeah we get excellent waves certain times of year but most of the time we're going out and it's softer than it looks and it's yeah. slower than it looks and the, these the, if you go to any surf shop like yeah the, the the amount of boards on the wall is in that you know hybrid or fun shape out drivers, small yeah. wave it, performance boards back then
1: though when it you were on when you guys were on uh, tour yeah 80% of the board racks were that 6162. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. And L- now it's L- like Lennon's ordering like 80 <laughs> flyers and flyer twos yep. and a couple of ca- like a couple of k k uh k boards or whatever. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And you know, there yep. was no twins and retros and 5 it was four- rare. Three. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So so you started building a name for yourself and like Larva I think was asking that people started coming to you and saying, yeah. "Hey, yeah. will you?"
2: And we get a lot of that. Yeah. I think we get a lot of People wanting for us to review the boards, and when I tell them that we want to help as many surfers around the world, and that it's we don't want to do it more regionally, and we'll occasionally do a midsize shaper, um, but they get the 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 grandiose, the bigger scale plan for our show and who we are and why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah, and so there's no hard feelings. Yeah, when I have to turn those down, but to think of a midsize shaper nowadays. Spider was massive in the 90s. It was, yeah. And I would say he's a world-class shaper, but he's in that mid sized to smaller board building. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of, um, there's different classes or sizes, board board builders, yeah. right? So yeah, we really focus on the bigger ones. And now it's funny answering Jay's question. is like, yeah, the bigger brands I could reach out or they'd reach out to me and we'd start working together. And now with COVID and surfing is booming, now you have even got the bigger board brands don't even send boards in for review because they can't keep anything in stock.
1: <laughs> it's a, a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny how many more surfers there are and how many more wave pools, like we were talking yeah. about earlier, yeah. and how the Olympic, you know, surfing is in the olympics now right which is it's crazy yeah and the amount of board technology design uh genres there's so many genres in surfing sure you know sure and and uh and fins like you said it just keeps evolving and changing and which is really cool because what what you do is is really it's such a niche you know yeah. Um, there's definitely other people that are doing it, but the way you're doing it, you know, and uh, it's all about authenticity, sure. right? And like you said, like you know, no, 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 knock on on shred show, but you want to see somebody surfing and surfing well, right? right? And and being able to articulate it, you know, and, and give good advice or you know what critiques right that's that's what people want to see yeah and i think for me the producing one episode can
2: take a long time yeah i mean like coming into wintertime right now we don't have a lot of waves in the stretch of beaches that i want to surf and so and it's cold yeah you know and i feel like the amount of time we put into launching one review one board review What people don't understand is I'm still answering questions from a board that I reviewed three years ago. Yeah. That's epic. So every day, I'm answering questions on like three different platforms up until about 7 o'clock at night. Damn. And I wake up in the morning, and there's people from around the world asking questions to help before they
0: make a purchase. That's so crazy. Like... The reach? Yeah. Yeah. Well, just, you know... Like the the reach is one thing, but you know, like how, like the the content you're giving and and the feedback is like people value that and it's helping them yeah in a way that you're just like yeah I mean I hope I hope I'm I'm making the right call for you you know because everybody has different sure body statures and different abilities and you know the better you are the less volume you want to get away yeah. with and stuff so you know
1: it, it's. It's tough. It's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. yeah. It, it's uh, It's a good service, though. You know, like you said. Um, rewarding for sure, right? Yeah. Because it, it is a, a high-ticket item, you know, 800 900 bucks, 900 And for every time that you turn people to the right board, you're doing a service for the industry. Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and it, it gives... Well, I think the I think the hardest thing it must be, I can't speak for shapers, but for a shaper to create a model or a surfboard and for someone to ride it and have a bad experience would be such a bummer, yeah. for the designer. Yeah. Because they really spent time on R&D and they really want people to buy the board and have a good experience. And so many times I feel like people just buy the wrong size. Yeah. Too small, too big, wrong fins, whatever. And we're looking for a feel and a response or a reaction out of the board when we're surfing it that we have an expectation. And when it doesn't meet that expectation, most of us don't even know what that is, yeah. by the way, in my yeah. opinion. You just know it doesn't feel like – I don't want it to feel like it's feeling right now. Yeah. And so you get turned off. But the idea behind the show is we don't just give up on a board writing it one or, once or twice. Yeah. We've got. I have to ask, how much do you weigh? What's your skill level? Yeah. What fins do you have in there? What kind of? What were you writing before? Mm-hmm. It's like there's a stuff. What are the that, conditions? Yeah. What are the conditions, yeah. and then you know, and then we can yeah help them along because that's funny.
0: that's the critical side of what you know of, of having hands-on experience and being a good surfer. Because yeah, you could go look at the board reviews or what the shaper is like. Hey, this is made for this type of wave, and the, you know, like the guidelines. You know, it's it's pretty generic and right. pretty broad. You know. Yeah. And what you're doing is really hyper focusing and in, in, you know, and in, in scaling all that info down. Right. You know, but still, like everybody's. I mean, I could, you know, if I find somebody the same stature as me, but the ability's not there. It's a totally different board. That have. Yep. You is know you better. Yeah, way better. <laughs> you know, but like that's that's how finicky like surfing is. Right. You yeah. know, I every I always, I always tell everybody that, like. It, you want to get away with the least amount of volume you, you can, but then there's, you know, a you don't want to see, you know? Yeah, yeah. there's always that tipping there's point. That,
2: if you can't catch waves, you're not having
1: fun.
0: Yeah. And that's, yeah. Half, you know, and that's, that's half the battle, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Right. So it's like,
1: yeah. And it's, it's cool because I bet you have a diverse audience, too, you know? We do. We like do. Like, guys that are semi-pro, probably. I think occasionally
2: we get that. It's more or less like the advanced to, interme- like beginner intermediate, like, beginner-intermediate. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just coming out of that beginner stage and we have that intermediate to advanced level surfer. Yeah. And I feel like there are some people that are in the expert level that will tune in to learn about a board. If you watch our show enough and you see the way I surf and I draw the same lines all the time, certain boards look better on me than others. Yeah. And you can make a good judgment call if you're an expert level surfer, you'll know which one to buy. Yeah. Because you know the yeah. lines and the flow yeah, and I mean, how critical it is in the pocket. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think so that how, there's a bit of that going on too. How many episodes have you done now? We're on 126 maybe, and since board 2014, reviews? you said? Since 2015. 15. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. And that's just board board reviews. We've done a lot of different episodes where like we'll do a surf tip, we'll do surf tutorials, how to surf better. So there's a lot of content on our YouTube channel. Yeah. And um yeah, yeah. we've been doing it it just seems like we're putting out a lot of content. We that's, try
0: and touch our community once a week. That's killer.
2: Yeah.
1: Which we know that's a lot of work. It's a yeah. lot of work, man. Yeah. But you you never can run out of ideas and content, right? right. Like you you surfing is so rich with, you know, right. new newness that So if you since you guys
2: talk about the work and you understand that, you put yeah. out you put out your your podcast once a week or whenever you do it, and you put, like, hey, we just got so-and-so on the show, that's on your Instagram, the comments start. Okay, take that times three. We have Instagram, we have our patrons, and then we have YouTube. Yeah. So that's three different social media platforms firing with questions all day. Yeah. And we get questions back from the seaside, back from 2000, like, four, three or four years ago, that thing's still pumping out tons of questions and that board's really popular. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm still answering questions. So when somebody gives a board for review, this is the part that gets me. People say you get boards for free to do the reviews, and other people punk me and say you're just doing it for free and blah, blah, blah. And you always have those haters out there.
1: Yeah. yeah of however,
2: none of those people see the work in the background that I'm still answering questions for something I did four years ago. Yeah. I'm still working there. Yeah. So that's the part that like I think most people can't grasp and get grab hold of that it's so much more than just going surfing, getting a free board, and putting out the content. Yeah, it's a business of passion. Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
0: absolutely. Yeah. And you'll never run out of content, really. You know, because it's like I
1: just said that, bro.
0: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, I mean, I mean, how many boards have you ridden, like a model, and then you you know you do in a different tech and a different setup, sure. setup. You know, sure. like you could really do the same board a few different ways, like, hey, this has FCS, this one has Futures, this one has, you know, carbon, you know, whatever. Yeah. It changes there's, everything. There's a, uh, what's uh, the Raglan Surf Report guy? Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, Raglan Surf Report. Yeah, okay. I just forget his name. You Sorry, know that He's so funny. He's Jason, hilarious. I don't know. Anyways, he does a... He's from New Zealand. Yeah, he does these these memes, these little videos, and he just did one about, like, a new surfboard. It's too good. I'll show you after the show. That'd uh, be sick. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's not a review. He's... No. It's a pretend. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah.
0: But he's just... uh Anyways, it just made me think about like, you know, not not mocking or anything about what you do. It's just how psyched people get with their boards. Right. Like, oh, I got this new board. I better figure out like what all the... What it's all about before I go to the car park and talk to all my friends. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's remembering... He's naming off like...
1: <laughs> everything in between. That's awesome. <laughs> Just, um,
0: yeah, because we're all, we're all giddy, you know? We yeah, love, yeah. you know, getting Especially a new board. when you get a new board, and yeah. it
1: works. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How great is that? So, have you ever had anybody get bummed on a review, one of the shapers? Yeah, yeah, actually. People, people
2: tell me, oh, no, you're way too diplomatic. You're not being honest, or you're not giving us the... And I'm like, hey, you know, have you seen... Have you seen, like, um, the Rusty Chew Toy review that I did? And the board did a lot of great turns, put it in some great ways, but it didn't have that speed and X factor. Now, before I um, did that review, I did um, tell the guys at Rusty that the board's doing great turns, but it doesn't have that speed and X factor. We're pretty much done with the review. And what do you want me to do here? And they're like, just run with it. Yeah. And yeah. so I did.
1: Yeah. And it hurt.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah. And you got to see it from a surfboard manufacturer's perspective because those boards are on the shop, ra- they're on the racks. Yeah. And there's a big investment there. And yeah. so I said straight up, and it just gave the show more credibility. Yeah. But we're not into destroying businesses, You're we're not-, not into hurting people. We want to talk about what the board does well and what I think the board could do better.
0: Yeah yeah
2: instead people are just like they some people don't really want an honest review yeah i'll just say that yeah right and if you don't want an honest review don't send the board yeah right and then the other part of it is can i talk intelligent intelligently about the board and say it does these things well and i wish it could do these things better and can everybody be okay with that
1: yeah you got to have them
0: sign a waiver. (laughs) Well, I mean, you look at what they do, Stab in the Dark, and they know this. All the shapers know going into it, like, they're going to get good and bad feedback, you know, regardless. That's just part of, you know, putting yourself out there. I mean, people are going to talk, you know, whether it's on a show like yours or or Stab in the Dark or just somebody in the car park at the shop, you know, like, Yeah. yeah, this one, you know, it's... But somebody... Some some board that might not work for somebody might be really good for somebody Absolutely, else too. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's that's surfing. Right? And I think there's a tasteful way to talk about boards. Yeah.
1: Like I'm not here to bash things. Right. It's like, hey, the board just didn't have the speed I was looking for. But the way that you can explain, articulate, walk somebody through before making a purchase sure. for them on their end, yeah, that's a huge. Yeah. You know. Bonus, like, absolutely, like, oh, shit, I thought the board was gonna do
2: this. I think it's peace of mind what we're talking about, right?
0: right? You, you have I
1: don't you have it. it. I'm sorry, that's No worries. Um, so you, you're like, hey, you know, just trying to sense them. How, how many times have, have you like thought, okay, let's say Wizard right right? Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, Kelly's ripping on that thing, right? You know, Kelly freaking rips on that thing, Wyatt yeah. Simmons rips on that thing, right? I yeah. want to try that thing. You try it. You buy it. It sucks. It right. sucks balls. Why? Because you're not Wyatt. You're not Kelly. Right. <laughs> or I don't have it in the right environment.
2: Yeah. All, or I didn't you know, buy it at the right volume. Or I didn't put the right bin. Right. X, so, Y, Z,
1: right? All those things that you're like educating people on. Right. You know? This, these, these rails do this. Yeah. These fins do that. This, yeah. you know? Like, those are important things that... I mean, you're basically doing a clinic, you know. Yeah. And and that's the the dude, like that's the best way to learn about anything, you know, is having a clinic. Yeah, I and, agree. And you're basically test driving something, without. It's know, also it's also the surf conditions too. You'd be like, hey, you know, like the day I
0: surfed was, you know, if it had a little bit more punch or power, a little bit more size, you know, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of variables that go into it too. Like, yeah. You know. I'm your sure your
1: wife gave us some little snacks. I'm sure huh? you
0: try it, you know. You try the board out multiple times. It's right. like, hey, guys, this isn't just I paddle out for one session and catch five waves. It's right. like you, you know, boards sometimes take a little bit of yeah. going in. You know,
2: yeah. I've had reviews like that where I felt like surfing a board at the Point Breaks. The Point Breaks don't have a lot of power. It's just got a lot of clean, open face where you can really put it on rail and feel the board out and I felt like sometimes I have to go to a beach break and find a wave with a little bit more punch because it just didn't feel that good in the point
1: breaks. Yeah. It doesn't happen often but it happens. So do you have like a your set spots where you make your videos and test the boards out? Yeah, we really like obviously a wave with some open face
2: where we can run multiple turns. Something that's really important to me is a board's glide and the flow of a board the ability for it to go rail to rail and it be smooth in transition. And, you know, doing that at beach breaks is really hard to, to get that kind of open face. Mm-hmm. But um, I find that I spend most of my time at point breaks to feel out of board. And I feel like people that know the show and follow the show, and they watch all the reviews, whether they're interested in that board or not, that they're going, that board looks unique on him because it's the same, similar turns all the time at a similar wave all the time and they can actually pinpoint boards that they buy yeah. based on what they look like under my feet on top of what the review is. Yeah. Right? So I think, I feel like I always want to put the board in the best canvas possible for that board yeah. and if it takes going to a beach break, we'll go to a beach break it's not my favorite, I did that my whole life I'm done with beach breaks Yeah. to be honest with you but sometimes you have to go to a beach break because the boards that that board was created for really suits that that type of way.
1: So when are you going to quit surfing and do golf club reviews? Oh, it's funny.
2: <laughs> That's so classic. If I had enough time to, to play golf, I would, have, I would have done
0: that already. Are you still golfing?
2: Uh, I was just starting to pick it up again and play with it a you little guys bit. You always take
0: the take, take break. 18 okay. years, you'll get back into it. Has <laughs> it been a decade yet? No, not yet. Well, my
2: son's starting to want to play. He's fourteen, so nice. he wants to play golf. So we've just been going to hit balls. So that's what's dragging me back into golf. I yeah. really don't have time to add something else to what I do. Yeah, basically working two jobs. Yeah, and um,
1: creating content. So it's it's a lot of work. And uh, you know, <clears throat> monetizing it is important, right? Like sure. we were talking about. Um, and I look at your your beautiful garage. And you have this this.
0: one dial. This is a studio, Lennon. Yeah. 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 Showroom. Garage studio. studio. Yeah.
1: But it looks like you've created your own fin company. Yeah. Right? Uh, How do people
2: buy it? So we sell, we have a website that we've had. It's called um, surfandshow.com. And that's mostly just board reviews. So all of our board reviews for every brand, every board that's ever been done, has its own brand category, and then every board's broken down into categories, like high-performance shortboard, small-weight performance board, growler, blah, blah, blah. And so we started finally designing our own fin templates, and we sell those on the website, and I really um, want to design things that don't exist. I don't want to come out with a me-too fin. Right. If it doesn't have a, if it's not unique by design, Futures and FCS, FCS they make great products. No. Yeah. So why come out with something that's not unique Different. to its own design. Yeah. So that's what that's what intrigued me to start designing my own Naked Viking is making our fins for us and yeah we sell direct um to the surfers. Nice. So it's been super fun. I I really like it. People say I should shape because I know so much about surfboards. I would never dare go there because that just would take forever.
0: Yeah. That and yeah it's it's probably an expensive hobby, too. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? And there's just too many damn good shapers out there, already.
1: Right? Yeah. There's so many. <laughs> yeah.
2: They
0: don't need another one.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's right.
1: That's, that's right. right. That's incredible.
2: So, yeah, we've been dabbling in fin design. And you know what? I am actually st- starting to work on board design with a couple shapers. That's awesome. And that's been probably one of the funnest things I've ever done.
1: So you're going to have a, a surf and show model with potentially with some...
2: Some yeah, shapers? There's a collaboration I'm doing right now with um, Rusty. Sick. On a high performance twin fin. And he shaped this, the Rusty twin fin that I did a review on. The board's epic. It's so good. And um, I wanted to talk to him about can we get more pivot out of it? Can we get more XYZ out of the design? He's like, I go, you have any desires to do a 2.0? And he's like, let's do it together. Wow. And so we've been working on prototypes together. I'm doing one with Hayden Cox from Hayden Shapes. Yeah, We're working on a twin fin together, a performance twin. Totally different designs. They have two different feel underfoot. And I just feel like, yeah, okay, so if I were to design a board and I'm talking to a a legendary shaper like Rusty, and I say, hey, I want more pivot, we talk about how to get that. It's just been amazing. Yeah.
1: It's kind of it's kind of amazing that okay first you've created a killer show that is viewed globally right and you're creating your own fin fin system and then you're creating board models (laughs) with shapers that's pretty incredible like feat, you know I I I kind of pinch
2: myself like somebody said, hey, one day you should get a model going with somebody. I'm like, that's kind of embarrassing to even yeah. think that somebody would think about doing that with me, you know? But at the end of the day, I feel like if a shaper is open minded enough, I've written a lot of boards from the best shapers in the world. Yeah. You know what what's not out there yet? Yeah. Or what's a feel that I haven't felt yet? Yeah. Why not try and create or design from that perspective? Yeah. Together, you know, and I feel like. Um, a few shapers have had an open mind to saying, "Yeah, that sounds like fun."
1: Yeah. Did, um, one thing we always ask about is uh, wave pools, right? Like we we've gone to the wave pool a couple times, Kelly's, and I know you went. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And how did that come about? Um,
2: some of the people in our community invited us. One of the doctors, Jeffrey Yoon, does like a Jeffrey Yoon. Yeah, Jeffrey. Yeah. Yoon's great. And, and they do. Like He's there do-
1: more than anybody. I a think. doctor
2: summit. he does a,
1: sur- a surf. Trip like a week at the <laughs> wave yeah.
2: And he invited me, and then another um, group of guys in our community invited me out, and and so that's how I got to surf the pool and helping these guys with equipment, yeah. And doing some VIP coaching with them, and they'll send over waves from the from the pool, and we'll critique and um, help try and help them progress, not only in equipment but in their technique of surfing, yeah. And then um, same guys. Same thing happened out at Waco. Some guys from Texas says, hey, we don't know what to write out here. Come visit and we'll take
1: care of everything and help us get some boards at work. That's so, it's funny what you, you know, your passion leads you to so many opportunities. Oh, yeah. Right? And going to surf the wave pools is a bucket list thing. That's the tour
2: I want to get on right
1: (laughs) now. I'm serious. (laughs) But who would have thought,
0: you know, like, I mean, your intentions probably weren't like, hey, I'm not going to be a a surf coach, I'm just going to critique boards and whatever. And like Lyndon said, like it just opens up doors and, and now you're doing what you love and now you're getting trips and you're hanging out with people and you're, you're are a surf coach in a way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the passion, the the hard work and passion leads to opportunities, right? The, the perks come along. Sure. You know, at first you're just, you know, wanting to maybe get a, a deal on a board, right? And, and look what it's become. Look, you, yeah, you've got your own fins. You're getting your own board models. You're getting wist uh, wave pools. It's and you're getting free product from Late Night with Hockey. Let's just get into that. Yeah, huh? let's do it. yeah we got a, a so bunch of sponsors. I love it. First off, we've got a pair of Otis sunglasses, Sick. mineral. Laura, you go into it
0: yeah they got uh these really nice scratch resistant mineral lens um uh lenses great eco acetate yeah You're looking fresh dude Actually, a from fresh, western man. australia it's
1: just really really clean yeah, looking, looking glasses but good for the environment as well sure good great product. and then we are working with surfa cbd a company uh that is backed by and owned by mason ho and and logan Doolian have snapped that's awesome. step four yeah and lou carry The stuff is amazing so you take it and put it on the joint rub it wherever you're hurting and yeah it does yeah thing?
2: for
0: yeah kind of muscle relief anti-inflammatory sure. yeah it's great for all of us old folk
1: yeah i all love these it. surf injuries i kind of do that every night now yeah um and then we have caliente southwest grill awesome where's this at it's off of plus uh 17th street okay a couple doors down from surfside sports surfside in, sports in costa mesa so if you're coming up to
0: pick up boards or you know come surf huntington or newport yeah pick up some of this Sounds uh
1: southwest good. okay real at caliente and we're proudly sponsored by saint archer sick a delicious beer which one that is this cool. one this is... Uh... IPA what? Some kind of IPA. So you got a six-pack of that. And then...
0: You're, yes. you're,
1: you probably surf more than I do. You probably need some shade sunscreen. Absolutely. With the bald head, we got to take care of <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <dog. laughs> yeah. You look like you bronze well, but yeah,
0: you know, skin cancer doesn't... doesn't it's not biased, man. Right. It'll, it'll get you regardless.
1: And then we got some bonsai bowls. I love the bonsai bowls man they're good you probably go the one in saint Clemente. sick and there's one in laguna beach as well yep they got five locations in california two in hawaii yeah wow bonsai. and then last but not least ashland hard seltzer okay yep huh i like the hard seltzer. zero
0: carbs zero sugar gluten-free Nice. it's it's tasty it doesn't have like a like a lot of the the sweetness that some of the other seltzers on the marker have right. it's it's smooth. It's like drinking a nice soda water with a hint of flavor. And that one is me and my wife's favorite. That's the mango chili. Whew. tasty. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love the seltzer. Do we have another one? Can I keep that
1: one and we give them another? Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're wearing some cool Lakai shoes, right? Yeah. Skater. I love Lakai shoes. Yeah. They're great. Skaters owned, started by uh, Mike Carroll and Rick Howard. Uh, I used to work for Lakai back in the day, but we are also sponsored by an independently owned company called Clear Weather Sick. Brand. Yep. and uh, I'll send you the the link to order. Pick out a, yeah, pick let's out a get, pair of shoes.
2: Let's get some shoes. Man. Yeah, we're we'll skating them too. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. have
1: a skate
0: collection, and then just a kind of a a nice like lifestyle casual, and then they have some like dress and boots. They have a, like a lot of good stuff. Yeah. yeah, I'm in. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, sponsored. So, <laughs> Still, right?
1: We love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um but dude, what an incredible journey that you've had, you know. Yeah. Coming yeah. from torrents surfing shitty waves and yeah. torrents burnouts in the avenues. <laughs> but you know, that probably made you a better surfer in a way. You know, surfing small, crappy waves. Sure, sure. And then you, you kind of didn't really do contests that much, right? I didn't do a lot. Yeah, as an amateur, I didn't do too many. Yeah,
0: but and just then, the fact that the parents moved down to like Carlsbad, yeah, right. And he, well, he was in Vista, which is also inland, right? Yeah, fifteen yeah.
2: minutes from any of the local breaks.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I mean, what a great zone and to link up with, you know, Slam Breezy to freaking, yeah. you, yeah. you know, and that's again a great like story the there. talent pool down there is insane. The yeah. waves are always good. The caliber is just sure. like. Yeah, to be to start
1: filming with Taylor Knox yeah. and Mike Slambreezy
0: yeah. yeah, and having
1: a brother that was always there to to kind of uh, foster your growth and, yeah. and progression. Yeah, Aaron's been great. He's always believed in me. Yeah, you know, as a big brother, that's priceless. You know? Yeah, yeah. Him, him having a big brother that has that for you. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's rad. Yeah, and then working at Surf Ride. Yeah, know?
2: absolutely. Those guys are great over there.
1: Yeah, and the gray marketing some Burton product to get you through. I don't remember talking about that. <laughs> Wasn't me. Yeah. Some some extra crash to, to travel okay. the the grind of the yeah. QS. Yeah. And then uh, to hear that you freaking quit surfing for ten years. Yeah, roughly ten years. I think it was about ten. And and like I you know was saying like you had a you could have done that. You could have been a rep. You could have been in marketing. You could you could have probably had a, a, a good position if you searched for it right yeah. and but golfing took you away for yeah. 10 years my grumpy attitude got me out of that surfing <laughs> yeah and so i mean cuz you don't seem like you would be grumpy yeah I mean, I mean
2: i don't think i carried that grumpiness when i was out and about it was yeah. just i needed to, i just needed to get away yeah. hit the reset button and it just took a while you know yeah. for me to come back
1: 10 freaking years yeah that's a long time bro and you were that close to getting Uh, whatever that thing was to, to be a professional. Yeah. Passing the player's achievement
2: test to get my PGA card. Yeah. Yeah. To get your PGA card. Yeah. Just so I could be an instructor. Yeah.
1: And then your, your family business started. Yeah.
2: It's been a, it's been quite a roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then for you, why did you want to start surfing again? Like what? Uh, Oh, just for fun. Just for fun. fun. I
2: wanted to, you know, get in shape and you know, you just surfing, just something is always part of your life. You know? yeah. Were you following like the tour,
0: and were you oh, still no. involved? You were just kind of like checked out, like no, for I, sure. checked out. That is
1: so weird, right? Yeah. And then, and then you you got back into surfing through Craigslist. Yep. And you you stumbled upon Shred Show. Yeah. Chris Crow. Yep. And you actually bought through Craigslist, Chris Crow's board. Yeah. That he did a review
2: on. And then I bought another board that introduced me to Heather, who used to be my team manager at CI when I was on tour. And I ended up at CI grabbing a Blum board. And and then that's when it really just took off.
1: Yeah. And now you're globally viewed. You you get hundreds of thousands of views on on your episodes now. You've created your own fins, surf and show fins. Who would have ever thought all this would happen, yeah. And you're creating surf and show models with the biggest surf brands in the industry a couple of them it's starting yeah it's just
2: been super fun <laughs> i guess you know you just high leveled it yeah and, yeah it's been quite a journey a you know,
0: 49 year old pro surfer over <laughs> yeah <here. laughs> you know as a hustler over here sure, that's man. it i mean but it, but it's all in good intentions like you know again you know you passion work, you work on yourself you have a passion and then you know I mean, yeah, it's a job for you. You know, you put a lot of hard work and hours behind it, but, you know, at the same time, you know, you're... You're doing what he loves. Yeah, you're, you know, you would have never thought in your wildest dreams that you'd be, at this point in your life, like, with your own, you know. Having your own fin is like what a pro surfer dreams of, or uh, having a signature or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Larson's never had a signature, anything. I don't think so.
1: <laughs> Signature drink, maybe. Or something. I don't know, dude. Uh, a late night with Chalky, something would be sick. Yeah, right. Hear that, like, sponsors?
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, congratulations, congratulations on everything, man. man. And it's again, we've you know we've been following you for a long time, and we've chatted a little bit over the last I don't know year or two. We've been doing this, but yeah,
1: I mean, it's it's cool. Yeah, you know. It's it's rad to see our friends or, or people we know like having a really good time and creating a side hustle passion yeah. to afford a, I mean a bona fide business. Sure. Right? And and that's cool. That's that's so rad to American dream right there. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. It's like really you you're surfing lowers like more than anybody you and masaki are always out there (laughs) 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 but but yeah i mean you obviously you you know you're
0: a surfer at heart and that's what your passion was and then you know to flip it over to golf and and you could have been wildly successful there too like you're mentioning you know because you you invested the time you, you 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 excelled at 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 the at the level where you know it's now you could provide a service, you know, right.
1: sure. and not anybody could just do this. Right? And make you know? some extra money doing it too. Extra money. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So Go ahead. you're an entrepreneur, obviously family. Uh, what kind of advice would you give to young listeners?
2: I think for me, I, I, I told my idea to start surfing show by reviewing surfboards to a couple of friends. And they both kind of chuckled and laughed at me. And these guys are good friends. Good Mm -hmm. enough friends that they can laugh at you and I'm not offended. Yeah. Because they don't want to hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? They want to help me. But they thought, bro, I think you're all wet on this one. I don't think it's going to go well.
1: Wow. And
2: just recently we were talking. They're like, you remember that conversation? I'm like, I do. And And I feel like if you have a passion for something and you see a niche.
0: Yeah.
2: And... I can't say that my desire to do this wasn't completely unselfish. Obviously we want to get, you know, boards to review. Yeah. It helps that they're free. Yeah, of course. That kind of stuff. So I can't say that, oh, we started it just to help people. Yeah. No, but in the grand scheme of things now, getting new boards never gets old to review. However, we're helping more people and that makes us happier. On this side of Surf and Show now, yeah. yeah compared so to, important. so it's kind of flip-flopped, yeah. and when I say helping people, just helping people make good decisions, yeah. so for a younger, the younger listener, or even an older listener looking for a fresh idea, is if you're not passionate about it, don't start it, yeah. because that's the only thing that's going to carry you through five years of not monetizing, because that's how long it took us before we monetized and figured it out how to make money. Some of the biggest shapers in the world were patting me on the back, wanting me to keep going, knowing that if he doesn't monetize it soon, he's going to stop doing this. Yeah. Because those are the options. You either keep yeah. going or you don't. Yeah. And so I really feel like find a niche, see how you can help people. And if you're passionate, it's not really work. Yeah. And I think that's just kind of, that's, that's the formula yeah. for me. I love it. It's not, yeah, yeah.
0: It's it's something that you know, we could relate to because you know we're we're here. We do this every week, and and we you know we interview you know amazing people like yourselves and and hear your journey, and 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 it'll it'll spark other conversations with other people. You know, like the web of life, but the web of our our surfing. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting, you know, and you know here we are, we. Stayed in Hawaii one winter together. You, yeah. You know, we traveled and seen each other all over. And, you know, we see you at lowers every once in a while. Sure. Hey, when, when, do, you, when do you ever surf? He's always saying, <laughs> how come you're never down here? And I'm like, I know you're out here every time I surf. <laughs> um, it's a perk
1: of the job, bro. Yeah.
0: No, but, you know, me and Lyndon, you know, like when he pitched this, sh- you know, this show to me, you know, like, hey, let's let's do a show. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't know. And there's already people doing it. And, you know, we... We do our own show you know right, we, don't, right. we don't try to copy somebody else that's doing a, a surf podcast and everybody has their little sure. little niche but yeah i mean it gives us a lot of motivation to you know continue on and, and keep hustling because we love it you know yeah. Yeah, it's super fun
1: we're having fun doing it yeah. and, and our guests are having fun doing it sure. with us and the feedback we're getting from you know friends and people we don't even know that yeah. hit us up like i'm sure you get all yeah, the time yeah. it's like wow you guys thank you you know that yeah. was so fun to listen to it sure. felt like i was there yeah so yeah yeah i mean
0: we're here to inspire and hear you know push people outside their comfort zone and you know whether it's you know starting a business or, or going after their dream or yeah. following their passion i mean that's it's all life experiences and that's sure. what we're sharing you yeah. know sure yeah, I cool. think
2: for me, one of the things that I was flattered that you guys asked me to even be on the show, when you have guys like Kelly and um, Xanadu, and, and, and for me to be a, a peer of Jays from back in the day competing, there's, there's such a um, strangeness about being a competitor. And I don't know if you felt this, because I won't speak for you, but for me, you always you kind of carry this so-many-people-rip <laughs> and you, you don't really know if you belong at times because you don't always surf your best. You yeah. Know? But for you guys to reach out and say, "Hey, we really like what you're doing, what you and your brother are up to, and we yeah. want to have you on the show." Yeah. We're flattered, bro.
1: That's killer. Like
2: this is this is a big deal for it's, us. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because I feel like I here's the industry representing you guys both sales reps and cool. yeah, you know, and then you have a peer and you you believe in me. Yeah. Definitely. And I feel like that's kind of what society needs right now. For sure. Is we need to believe in each other and we need to talk, we need to speak highly of each other and we need to encourage each other. each other up and Push each other off the fence that if you're on the fence and you're thinking about doing something and somebody's just there to nudge you off and help you along the way with encouraging words, it means all the difference in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't thank you guys enough for introducing Surf and Show to your
0: community. Thanks, man. Yeah. Well, we're stoked, and uh, congrats again, and, and thanks for uh, letting us come in, uh, into your I guess showroom slash office slash boardroom <laughs> slash yeah <you laughs> uh, warehouse. I mean, you gotta you gotta dial a little setup here, and um, yeah, let's go surf soon. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Thank Gosh. you, Noel Sal Salas, surf and show. Yeah, Sal. Peace. <laughs> Bonsai bowls, hands down, the best bowls.
0: Period. Seven locations. Two in Hawaii, five in Southern California. Bonsai
1: bowls. Go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill. Clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family owned, showing local love for 22 years
0: check out their website
1: southwest.com for all your
0: party pack and catering needs you can also call them at 949-515-0909 calientesouthwest.com ashland hard seltzer made from all natural ingredients no sugar zero carbs gluten-free great taste and guilt-free good times ashland hard
1: seltzer shade sunscreen